The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. All right, everybody, just just buckle up. It's going to be a mess today. Um, I don't. Do you know? Do you realize where you're setting your coffee cup? Travis, like dead in front of me. <laughs> so Travis is moving. Oh, shit. Yes, <laughs> shit, Travis, did it again. Yes, <laughs> Travis is in the process of moving. So he is in his new house. He went back to his old house to record, and I they already turned off his internet. So Travis is recording on his phone. So if his video goes out, it's either a his phone died, but he has it plugged <laughs> into a battery pack, or b he's just it's going to get knocked over by a dog, or we're just going to stare at a coffee cup because I the- bet he's going to do it. At least ten times. The my table, is my table is literally this wide. All right, I only have so much real estate to work with right now. Yeah, need a bigger table. Tell Monica your tables are too small. I'll try. Holy crap! <laughs> Joel has a cactus canyon. Yeah, yeah, man. And then, uh, and then Tom, is that right David before- Bowie behind you. What is I that? do. You know, we had so much to talk about. Um, Tom also put in a new hard drive into his computer right before he started recording. So guaranteed <laughs> hardware failure coming from there as well. So we're yep. just going to see what's going on. But wait, with all that aside, Tom, how you feeling? You ready? You ready for this? No. No. Perfect. All right. <laughs> Travis, are you and your dog ready for this? <laughs> yeah, we're good. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. <laughs> we. We're three guys who like to talk pinball, so we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis, now we're talking ball, and we call ourselves Triple Drink, Triple Drink, Triple Drink. We're Triple, Triple Drink. Wonderful. So we kind of have an extra ball. What's your dog's name there, Travis? Uh, his name is CJ. CJ, got it. Golden That's Retriever. A, it's a beautiful Golden Retriever right there. And now everybody's going to watch the YouTube video because we finally have something worth looking at. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a cool looking dog. Um, All right. So what's the goal for today? The goal for the day is really uh, Expo. We we all went to Expo. We spent, well, there was, um, now we can go a little bit before that. You had Super Series. You had Super Series. And then there was the Stern Pro Circuit Final. And then there was Expo. Not only the show, but also the tournament. We got a bunch of games to talk about. But before we talk in about all that good stuff, real quick game room updates. So I'll go first. If you look behind me, Cactus Canyon. Cactus Canyon's finally here. It's finally set up. Um, I got that from Zach flipping out. Um, love it. Love the game. If you guys notice, I have the Brian Al- Allen um, alternative artwork. Um, worked with him <laughs> on that. I love it. I love it. I think it makes the game feel a little more modern. Um, not that the old artwork is bad. I just prefer this artwork. And then um, I got the Art Blades as well. And then Evil Pinball, even Evil Pinball West out of um, Evansville, Indiana. He hooked me up with um, these side, um, not blades, but like um, side armor that look like guns. They actually look really, really cool. Um, so this is the SE Plus. I actually prefer the look of the stainless um, metal on the game over the powder-coated gun metal. So love the love all that. So I'm already starting to mod that out. Love the game. I already love it. People mock friends and family, but it's already a hit. I mean, my wife was playing it the other day. We, my sister, my sister, wow. My daughter has made friends with <laughs> girls down the road. And one of the girls who's like nine, she keeps like almost daily is coming down here. And what does she play? She plays Cactus Canyon. That's like, she's all in on it just because hitting that guy and seeing his hat pop up. So the friends and family check that box. Boom. Love it. 
Um, another game room update. We're going to talk a lot more about that. Is right there. Crushing David the nine-year-old female demographic. The nine-year-old female demographic. <laughs> killing it. Killing. It. I, I will say, <laughs> you know, I, I have all, Toy Story Four. Maybe I don't know. You know, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I'll sell it. And I'll see how mad she gets. You know, well, just yeah, like your which, twins. Which game's going to be better for the young girl demographic? <laughs> the six to I, ten-year-old. You know, I just need to wait for a fist pump. You know, that's the, that's what I need. That's what we're waiting on. Uh-oh, Tom's drinking a Mountain Dew. Dude, this is, this, this is going to be a good episode. I got this, tea here too. Oh, 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 doubling up. Um, David Bowie is here. David Bowie is here. I have a labyrinth. We're going to talk more about that, but I have one here. Uh, I streamed it the other night. It's great. So we will definitely talk about more. You can see that in the background. What I wanted to say is I had multiple people come up to me at Expo and it was awesome. It was awesome talking to people that are fans of the show, but believe it or not, there are people that are like, Joel, why do they give you so much crap on Cactus Canyon? Cactus Canyon is a great game. I own it. You know, they're like the supporters out there are like, thank you for being a voice to the people that like Cactus Canyon. It's no Pulp Fiction. <laughs> so for the two of you that have your own opinions on Cactus Canyon, there's dozens of us. Okay. Hey, that like it. I love Cactus Canyon. People keep buying it. I love it. It's my favorite yeah. game ever. Any game that sells, it's awesome. <laughs> Any game. That's, that's very diplomatic no, of it, you. Yeah. It's, well, it just comes down to like how many times you're going to play it. I've just played it so much. And yeah. just, you know, it's samesies over and over again. You guys but are you too could, good. You, well, you could say that about any game that you True. want. You no. know? So that's just how it is. <laughs> did you guys hear my phone? Just like I did, do a yes. weird thing. He's going to yep. be getting texts. Uh, He's going to look at sorry. you. This is going to be, if anybody's watching the YouTube, he looks like an idiot. He's like staring what? into, because you're I so late I don't have forward. my glasses <laughs> on and my dog is attacking me right yeah, now. Yeah, I was oh, going to say, I saw this a dog perfect. come yeah. up there. Yeah. This is, is going to be so great. All right. So that's my game room updates. Uh, Travis, brand new house. He has a basement now. Um, so your I'm recording studio, <laughs> yes, your, re- your recording studio right now is a couch and a tiny table. Um, I mean, but, that, that could go one or two ways, Joel. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> and, and, um, but your basement looks very large and I saw, I saw pinball machines down there. You finally have there all of your games in one area. So I'm excited to see, uh, once you get all that set up, you'll have to, we'll have to that post was actually, that was only half my collection, believe it or not. Oh, I'm near Tom level. Yeah. Oh, getting closer until you have another location. You know, you have to have the basement with all the games, but then you also have the other location of the games, the backup location. Tom's got the backup location. It's true. And nobody knows where Tom is except for a select few. Yeah. Him (laughs) owning District 82, that's (laughs) huge. That's a lot of games. Yeah. I can't wait till the world ends because I'm just going to stay down here. You'll be good. You'll be good. (laughs) In your bunker right there. Do you have any updates at all in your collection or new games in the last few weeks um i have zero new games joel zero new games because you you bought but, a lot of them but mm. i do have a new game coming next week oh do you want to share what that is no oh okay <laughs> cool good talk is it a used game or a new inbox game <laughs> it's it's used i'm getting a bond pro okay. again oh it's coming back oh. it's coming back oh so this after is everybody destroyed me on it at expo i've mm. just decided mm-hmm. i need more time on it so it's Plus, um I think the code is so mm-hmm. much better than it was. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, I believe it or not, did a little bit of commentating during the expo stream, um, uh, the tournament, and loved every bit of it. 
And I will say commentating Bond and watching Bond and listening. Uh, there was a few different times I comment, uh, commentated, but like Raymond Davidson was sitting next to me one time. Dalton was sitting next to me one time. Eric Stone, you know, all guys that know the rules very well. Tom was sitting next to me. Um, Robert Byers. Robert I Byers. Would just, top I would just ball. like to say it felt like the Twilight Zone driving mm. down a highway and listening to that when you can hear <laughs> Eric Stone yeah. in the booth with Joel and Joel's explaining a rule. I was like, what is happening right now? I, I knew Venom more than most of the people I was commentating with. You did well. It made well. me very happy. It made you me did very well. happy, yes. I loved it. You were I loved commentating. We'll but talk about I'm... this later, Travis, but he was actually talking to Tanya about Elton John rules. <laughs> I yeah, saw was, the picture. While I like was playing were... the game, yeah. and I'm just sitting there like, what is going on? What is this? Is this real? What? This is real. One guy yeah. wins one game of Labyrinth. All of a sudden, he's just no. like, you know, <laughs> just floating uh, and levitating yeah. above all the pins and telling everybody, yeah, just hit that shot. Just hit it's that shot. It's the new shot. me. It's, it's the new me. Okay. You know? Joel gets in the booth, right? Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, everybody <laughs> in in that room is coming over and drawing on my touchscreen. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> like, so, so like the whole stream is like Joel and Raymond and buyers just like all over the place. Uh, <laughs> yep. And, and the viewers and, and loved nobody it. Nobody can see where the ball is. <laughs> the viewers loved it. They <laughs> you okay. just off to the side, Tom. You were just like, I couldn't no, do anything. No, he kept reaching in and clearing it. way too far away. <laughs> he kept clear. Tom would like walk by and, and so here's Robert Byers showing the right. six-way combo and Iron gotcha. Maiden. So it's like, woo, woo, woo. And he's going and Tom's like, he's only on combo four and Tom's like, clear. <laughs> he just he just wanted to clear it. But yes, we, we will talk about it more. But commentating was awesome. Tom with Fox City's Pinball has an incredible um setup for streaming tournament pinball one okay. of which is a touch screen so having the telestrator to be able to like visually show the shots we're talking about i personally found it very useful and there are times that i watch streams that i wish you know as the commentators are describing it's like well what he needs to do is he needs to do this and this and i'm thinking like well show me show me where that shot is like show you got the telestrator touch it you know but um anyways what i was saying was commentating bond Watching that game now and seeing how much the code has progressed from when I first got it to stream to now is night and day. Like it really looks so much more fun. And and I I learned there's like a mini wizard mode where it's what if you complete one henchman, one villain, one Q mode, or maybe it's do both multi balls. It's like you just have to do four things and boom, you're in a. It's like little stuff like that that can carry you through that game. I'm. It's it's and then there's like smart missiles now or smart bombs. What's up, Tom? But screw the premium. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> that game effed me three times during the tournament. Twice in qualifying, twice, and then once once in playoffs. I'm and gonna what, guess which part. Yeah, without him saying it, I'm gonna guess it probably has something to do with Bond on the wand. Twice on that. The other yep. time was the Vox. So <laughs> so on stream, Dalton was in multi-ball playing Escher, and one of the balls came out of the the Vuck and went the straight down. Lock? What's that? The rocket lock thing? No, no, no. the car. The car oh, on the okay. right side. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the ball, you hit in the scoop, the ball bounces out of the car, and it's supposed to return to your right flipper. Well, I'm sitting there playing it, you know, single ball play. I'm like, oh, I'll hit this shot. And then, uh, yeah, the I just see the ball, like, just come out and just take a nice ramp down the car into the out lane. 
And the exact same thing happened to Dalton, but he was in multi-ball and he actually like double drained versus. No. But that's but that features on both the pro and premium. It is. So why do you hate the premium? Because it happened on the premium. Oh, so it wasn't <laughs> actually right. a pre- it wasn't the premium yeah. feature. It was no. just a premium gig. But, okay, <laughs> but twice, twice I was in multi-ball, and the ball fell off the magnet on mm. bond. It might have been induced by me. I might have hit the lockdown bar button, but it got trapped behind him, and then the game doesn't realize the ball is trapped behind him. So the first time, uh, I, the TD came over, hi Jared, and um, basically was like he did the he did the absolute right thing, knew what I what he was going to do. So he took both the balls, put them in the trough, because on Stearns they have a feature where you get a coin door ball saver. So he's like, oh, we'll put them in the trough and, you know, we'll, we'll close the coin door. He'll shoot the balls out. You'll still be a multi-ball. I go, yep, okay. So he puts them in the trough, closes the door. I'm ready to go. I see the ball save blinking for like five seconds. No balls come out. And then my, <laughs> my game ends. I'm like, nice. What yeah. the hell just happened? And then the same thing happened to me in my last game, except – I pleaded with the TDs to put them on my flippers mm-hmm. because of the situation I had before. They did. It worked. But anyways, so by that time, uh, it was 10 minutes later and I was already like yeah. out of rhythm. So the trough thing, is that like a code issue you assume with Bond specifically or I would just think, maybe that game? I would something think odd? so. I would think so. I would... You know, unfortunately, in multi-ball, you can't really, the game can't really discern that, like, there's ball trapped when there's two balls on the play field. So yeah. I had no idea it was trapped behind the bond uh, on a wand. But my thing is, I thought they should disable that for the tournament. Uh, but I don't know if you can in the code. Like, I don't know if it's a feature that can actually be disabled. I uh, want to say that assume. they tried at the Stern Pro Circuit Championship, but I don't know if they were successful in doing that or not. Yeah. Because we were having issues with it there also. Okay. Okay. So, well, so yeah. Something so for game. the Stern coders to look at. Yeah. Yeah. But cool. Well, all right. So we've got so much. We've got so much to cover. Let's just go con- chronologically. So let's back up all the way to Super Series. Super Series, I wasn't there. Both of you guys were. <laughs> Actually. We'll have what? to back up just one more thing because oh. we forgot to talk about it. So we got to say congratulations to Raymond Davidson for winning oh, the UK, UK Open. Open. Yeah. Yep, Stern Pro Circuit. <laughs> Whoops. We, we briefly talked about yep. it for like 10 seconds and we we're like, shit, we totally forgot to talk about it. But yeah, so I went to England. This is like three weeks ago now, maybe four weeks ago. It was awesome. A lot of fun. Neil McRae puts on a excellent uh, event. So if mm-hmm. anybody else is thinking yes. from the U.S. or Canada, thinking about going out there, highly recommend it. I'm going to try to get out there next year, and I know a bunch of other people are going to try to get out there. So games played a lot of fun. The location was fun. It was fun just being around London, getting to see the different sights and sounds, and the Euro- and plus to get to play against the European players as well. There was a lot of outstanding players over there, of course, and to get to meet a lot of people over in England that actually listen to the show 
and absolutely hate Joel, which is just awesome. It made me love England even more. So yeah, it's it's a cool place. I'm just Perfect. kidding, Joel. They, they didn't hate you. They just they're Team Travis and Tom. So the yeah, same way, fine. you know, people in Chicago are Team Joel for whatever reason. <laughs> but you know, so it's uh, fine. It's cool. It's I, all uh, good. I have a team. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big fan yeah. Club. Big fan. Tom. Everybody loves Tom. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I've uh, not heard somebody say one bad word about you. Me. Bad shit mm. all the time. Joel, oh, yeah. they absolutely hate. Tom? Mm. Yeah, you're like the freaking, what would it be? What, what would Tom's right? equivalent be for the Beatles? The like, Beatle? would he be our Ringo or our Paul? I don't know. Which one would he be? What's the more popular one? Taylor Swift. Yep, He'd be our Tom. Taylor Swift. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd be Travis Kelsey. There, yeah. <laughs> okay, so UK Open. Yes, congrats, Rade. Way to crush that. Uh, sorry, we forgot it last time. Um, but yeah, so then we get to um, Super Series. Super Series. So Super Series was a multiple day event. It was, yes, I know we watched, or I tried to watch some of it from afar. Um I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys recap that if there's anything that stands was, out to it you. It was that. tiring. Okay, solid, solid. <laughs> Travis, how did long, you play? Uh super series. Um, Memorable, yeah. Oh yeah, I took fourth in the uh, main. I'm trying to think of all the other ones. I honestly don't remember. I took, so many I took third in the classics fair strike. Mm. Yeah, Tom did do that. Nice. I think I know I didn't place top eight in anything else because I would have got money then. But Any, I think I dropped it, it, I dropped one or two dropped, events too to, to you save my legs. One event for sure. Yeah, yeah, because I want to stay off my legs. Because for those that don't know, I've had multiple knee surgeries, so standing up all day long, my knees will just absolutely blow up. So yeah. I had to kind of kind of hold back. But it's fun. Like I, I enjoy going to different venues and different events in which I can play a lot of tournaments at once. But it's one of those things that I can only do that ever so often. If I try to do that like once a quarter, it's just my legs are just completely gone. But it's fun to do, you yeah. know, to get in four to six tournaments and try to play as much pinball as possible. And plus I enjoy I enjoy being able to play a modern game than a classic game and kind of go back and forth. I know some people it kind of gets old a little bit for some people to do. And I know District A two is kind of known to be classics heavy. But at the same time, I like being able to try to test my skills in terms of making adjustments and everything. Because some games there, I just get absolutely destroyed. Other games, I feel like I got a decent chance at. So, I mean, it makes for a good competitive area with how I like to play pinball, if that makes sure. sense. But I do look forward to the time when District A2 decides to do more moderns as well. I think that'll be fun. But at the same time, though, these twenty-year-olds are winning everything, anyways. They 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 don't have to keep winning up there, you know. Yeah. I think Max uh, Max won it. I can't pronounce his yeah, last Ma- name. Tom. Max Senesak. Senesak. Okay, yeah, and yeah. he played excellent. And I yep. know he's not he's not twenty-one. He's a little bit older than twenty-one. So <laughs> score one for the uh, seniors division. Oh, man. Seniors and division over, so. twenty-five. And over. Yeah, Max. I've lowered it to twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Max is a great player. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't come to District 82 a lot, but when he does, you know. Watch out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, the real question, and I'm assuming all the listeners are wondering, is how did the world-renowned, world-famous volley go? We It was, uh, it was Carlos, uh, Andy Bagwell, and I in the booth for that, and we mm-hmm. had a little bit er- of a good time oh, uh, commentating that. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, what was it? Andy had strong opinions on the plunge. If you plunged in one particular way where the ball would, he would go bounce, bounce out. He knew immediately that person has no chance. So he was like striking people out on the monitor. <laughs> as soon as they plunge, he's like, nope. <laughs> he's like, like, just like gave up on him. Like, nope. Nah. It was, it was very entertaining. But um, yeah, volley hype. Volley hype is real. Um, for people that don't know, it's a $5 buy-in tournament where it's one ball, highest score wins the pot, but you can buy back in for 20 bucks if you want another go at it. So any idea what the, the what the winner ended up winning? Like roughly how much? I want to say game, it was probably ball, close to 200 bucks, maybe even <laughs> yeah. more than that. But <laughs> or, yeah. it, was all, it was a lot. It was for a one lot. ball, one game uh, of volley. An old EM. The funny, I, I can't remember who won off the top of my head, but I remember they came in at, the, they were like the very last person. And boom. And then four, and they they blew it up. It was like sixty thousand. I want to say it was Cody Webb, but it could be wrong. Um, but then, uh, like four people threw in twenty bucks. I'm like, that's insane. Like <laughs> to try again. Too rich for my blood. <laughs> twenty dollars. Yep. <laughs> twenty bucks to try yeah. to get sixty thousand on volley with one ball. It's not happening. Yeah. No. Well, that's awesome. Well. Um, yeah, I mean, I know Super Series. It's like a, almost a week long event. Is there anything else to to say about that? Or I think well, we started it. I guess technically on a Tuesday, right? Tom is when it started. I mean, not te- the Super Series itself. Technically, but playing, yeah. So there was pinball. tilt. Yeah, there was tilt on Tuesday, and then there was a uh, uh, classics kickoff on Wednesday night, which was an all classics tournament. Yeah, which had a finals, uh, which was fun. I it was fun. I, I, I like barely one. made the, I, I didn't make the cutoff. I was like two points away. I think you made it, right? You had yeah, a tiebreaker. That, that's where I had that awesome tiebreaker on Paragon. Yeah. It was fantastic. One ball tiebreaker, Joel. I think there was eight of us for. And what did you put up on that, Travis? I put up a pretty strong 8,500, I think, <laughs> on one ball. It was really, really strong. And somehow it held. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Joel, Here's it's not to supposed you. to hold. It's pretty yeah. bad, Joel. Yeah, no, I, I'm getting that. I can read in, into Joel. the sarcasm. But it's yeah. Paragon. Yeah. It's Paragon. <laughs> it, it is Paragon. It's no yeah. bad girls, but it's Paragon. Mm. <laughs> double zero. Uh, somebody <laughs> recently had a double zero ball. They're trying to step in on your on your territory. I don't know if it was I like Carlos or it. Raymond or they somebody was. It. Yeah. I had one. Yeah, there you go. We had somebody at one of our games. Uh, at District A two on one of the solid states, I think they legitimately scored twenty points, mm. and they, and it was it's funny after they did zero. it because I was in a group with them, and this happened twice. But one time somebody actually said something. They said something like, "Well, at least it's no zeros." And I was just like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Class is half full." Well, cool. Well, awesome. Well, Super Series happened, and then I know Travis, you drove all the way home. You bought a new house. And then turned around and drove back because you're in the yeah you're in the Stern Pro Circuit tournament. So Mm -hmm. this is for last year. What was it? Top twenty four or how many? I think it was the top thirty two. Top thirty two people. Now, yeah, they changed the format around this year, but they've been changing the format around continuously. So if you watched it on, I guess it would be Stern's YouTube channel is what they live stream. But for last year's event they pre-taped it so 
they uh, taped it before expo and they've been releasing it and i guess episodic content or in episodes to where it was a ladder format so this yeah. year they didn't do it like that instead it was the top 32 the top six i believe got double buys and then the next group down got single buys and then everybody else played in the first round it was just best of three all sterns of course and all modern sterns and yep. yeah you just play from there you play like any head. other heads up yep yeah yeah yep. i know um well shout out to keith owen he wore a triple drain shirt he i saw that on stream so that was pretty cool um i think i talked to him at expo i think he said it's his bad luck shirt now because he lost it, it. might be <laughs> so, but he did so a lot of people don't realize he yeah. he had a gnarly injury he, here and that. something with he his did. toe yeah yeah he like fell yeah. and he had a hurt foot yeah. a hurt toe or something a lot of so. people don't realize that yeah he could barely stand on or put pressure on it while he's playing so yep. yeah he he went from being being a goat to being a little human there thankfully so far <laughs> i guess brought, for everybody brought it back down to well to, it was it was tough yeah. because the the pod i was in was just insane it was him versus uh colin McAlpine in round mm-hmm. one and then the winner would play Andre Masenkov and then the winner would play me <laughs> yeah. and then the winner of that would probably have to play Escher so it's just like yeah good luck where, where do you go yeah and there was there was killers everywhere though like everybody was was an excellent player to have to qualify to get to that now obviously if you travel enough and you place high enough you're gonna you're gonna get there but that being said everybody there earned their way Everybody played well, and there was, yeah. I mean, if you watch it, of course, young kids rise to the oh, top, yeah. and I think we had, like, I want to say it was Escher and Zoller in one round, and then there was, a, uh, I guess, a Bowen and Eric Stone matchup, and, of course, Colin and Elwin in the first round. So you got to see some cool matchups throughout. Yeah. I wish a lot of it would have been able to be on the stream or at least, or at least record it, but, you know, it's overall, though, there was some excellent play being so, done. I drove up to Expo on Wednesday, and so I was actually listening to the stream while driving. So I couldn't watch it, but it was interesting, like listening to pinball, almost kind of a play by play. And, you know, when you hear the commentators like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, yep, that ball's gone. You know, it's like you can you can listen to the reactions and whatnot. But um, I think the final two were two young. It was it was Escher and Jared. Jared right? August. And yep. Jared ended up winning it. Yeah. No. So. No, no, Escher, no. Escher, Escher, Escher. Who won? Did you uh, not? Did you not see our picture on Facebook? Oh, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Our triple I saw it with, yep. Yeah. What you're, was the? You're, um, like, you're a competitive commentator now, and you got to get your players right. Got to get the names <laughs> well, right. Who won the? Who won the uh, expo tournament? That was. Who, who do you think? Let's just go. Escher won it again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is the number know. one player in the world. He needs to be yeah. outlawed. From I thought pinball. Jared owned something. Or never mind. I'm, I'm 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 remembering the video of yeah. He had his last ball and turned and like hugged Escher or something. It was Escher's yeah. like really freaking good. Anyways, okay. So <laughs> yes, Stern Pro much. Circuit. He's okay. Yeah, <laughs> he does fine. He's yeah. all right. Yeah. Stern Pro he, Circuit. He's happened. lucky there's ball saves in games for sure, and he's lucky right. that he's lucky there's. <laughs> flippers on the game too it's not bagatelle or he'd be like shit out of luck he'd be in trouble then <laughs> it still beat us so that, <laughs> that tournament happened um yes and i remember yeah it was cool listening to that that was pretty cool and all this happened before expo um and then yeah you were all three of us were at expo uh travis was only there till thursday he left friday morning early but tom and i yeah. were there through the whole thing um he was my roommate 
Yeah, you had <laughs> Travis and Monica somehow ended up bunking with Tom. Thanks for the invite, guys. You know, you're having a slumber party, and I got dude. We uh, heard what you did to Neil's car, so okay, we were not going to let you get around any let's of address, our stuff. You know, yeah. Let's address. A I few... got in the car with Neil, and like I, he hates you, Joel. Can yeah. you believe Tom that Scott Denisi let him play on that TNA? I wouldn't yeah. let Joel around anything anymore. <laughs> Scott his house. I actually played his his games at his house. I'm but very Neil, okay. happy his house we is will, still upright. Too. We will clarify this. Okay. Well, so we'll get the shenanigans out of the way. We um, I went to the Stern Pro tour or not tour the tour, the tour of the tour. new facility. Tour and tour. random yep. side comment. Brian Eddy was our instructor, and he says tour like Travis. He says tour. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the Stern tour. And as soon as we heard it, I was standing next to Craig Bobby. Craig leans over. He goes, he says tour like Travis. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, he does. So I don't know how to react to that. But um, uh, did the factory tour tour. It was great. It was really cool. The building's huge. They have a ton of room for expansion from like on the business side where all the, the kind of cubicles are and designer area. But then the actual factory, they only had one line going at the time. The other line is being set up. And then it's like down the middle is where they have all their sub assemblies and they have a whole topper division, the amount of wiring that they have going. I mean, it's, it's just really impressive to see how much they're doing and how quickly they're doing it. Um, so if you ever have the opportunity to do the tour, you should definitely do it. it was tour. Tour. Anyways, to get to the tour, we could have ridden a bus or we were eating breakfast and Neil McRae was there and Neil's like, Hey, I got a big old car. Like let's all, we can all just drive we're like, all right. So he, Neil does something with BMW. So he says he like just waves a card and boom, he's given a BMW to drive at like in the airport. Before you go on. Well, before okay. you go on, I just want the listener to realize and Tom to realize, cause it's freaking hilarious. Neil is going to listen to us. He's probably listening to us right now Yeah, <laughs> and he's going to lose his mind right now. He's <laughs> just talking about this story. So just picture that. Oh, Neil's great. As we listen to his story. Yeah. We love. Neil. So, so we go out there. I say we, it was, it was me, Neil. It was Davey, the guy that does all the stumbler mods, uh, Craig, Bobby. And then, um, Julie, there was a, it was a new person we had met. Super nice. Um, we all go out there. So there's only five of us. Well, this BMW has a third row. So they were like, okay, somebody needs to sit in the third row. Well, this BMW was like to pop down a seat in the back. You know, normally you like pull a little, you pull a little latch and the thing just bloop, bloop, like flips out of the way and you get in the back. Not this car. This car has buttons. So this like, is a high tech BMW this is, this is SUV. Nice. So this me car has buttons being <laughs> the tallest do? person. <laughs> All I did was I got in and I sat in the passenger seat. I didn't touch nothing. Were you I in the front or the back? The front. The front right seat did nothing. Craig's back there. Bullshit. Craig starts you holding down a button. There's trying no to move way. it. Neil's on the other side touching a button to move it. And then all of a sudden, things stop moving. Like but <laughs> even the front seat was moving to like make room for the middle seat to move out of the way. So things stop moving. So what does Craig do? On the back of one of the seats is a red loop. Of like, oh, you probably just pull this and it and moves out of the way. He pulls it, then everything starts freaking out. <laughs> like <laughs> nothing, nothing. So Neil is kind of like <laughs> frantically going back and forth. He's like, no, 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 don't touch that. I just have to hit this button. Like there's four buttons. Everybody's pushing the same four buttons. Things are going up, down. There was one point where Julie was actually sitting in the third row and she's being moved by the seats back and forth. <laughs> I'm just sitting in the front. 
I'm doing nothing. I'm sitting in the front. I look at the <laughs> instrument panel, and there's like warnings going off, like limit switch here, limit switch there. There's a little graphic showing the the seats. Every seat on that graphic was red, except for mine, which was green, because I did nothing. I just sat there. And then I finally got out of the car, and I was like, there's got to be something. We gave up. We gave up on riding in his car. That's how <laughs> screwed up, like, everything stopped moving. So we Wait. went from being able to fit five to seven people to only being able I, to fit two. None of the seats in the back were were in a position where you could even I, sit in them. Anymore. Hold up. How did you guys get to the factory? I drove. <laughs> so you drove? Where did, I ended up getting my get car. I got my car. Julie and Craig rode with me, and then Neil <laughs> and Davey rode with him. Yeah, I was so we had say, to take so two wait, cars. You yeah. guys just bricked Neil's car completely. Yeah, and left. We were. I was surprised with all the red and all the warnings going off. I was like, I bet he won't even be able to drive his car. I, It'll be. I literally like, went oh. to dinner with Neil, and <laughs> yeah. like the front oh, of his God. console was like, like still had an error yeah. for like the back seat. <laughs> So and then like the 10 minute ride to Portillo's was yeah. Neil just telling me the story of how Joel just <laughs> effed up his car. I, 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 it be, I get it. I became the butt of the joke because I was the one person who said, I mean, I, my seat, I just sat there. I just sat there with a smile on my face. Yeah. I noticed but how it your was, seat it was didn't awesome. mess up at all, but everybody oh, else green. is dead. Green. Yep. So uh, what Neil, fault. like I said, he does something with BMW. So somehow he like got in contact with probably the engineer that designed it and ripped him a new one. And there was <laughs> yeah. some sort of button combination he had to do on his dash to like reset the car. Uh, and that was think, the only thing because pulling that red strap apparently is some like emergency something. Yeah, like what? Why? So who pulled the red strap? Craig? It wasn't me. Craig it wasn't Bobby me. Did or who you know, did it? I'm guessing Craig. Now I will say at some did point I probably did get back pulling, out. Did anybody the admit initial, to pulling the red strap? That's I'm what we need to know. I think it's Craig Bobby. I think did it's he Craig admit Bobby. to it? But I think I think did he admit? I mean, no, he's not going to. It sounds like a no. Craig Bobby thing. <laughs> but I just <laughs> wish everybody could picture issue. Neil McRae like obviously. frantically going back and forth, like no, 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 don't touch. I just got to hold this button. Like no, 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 I got it. I just got to. I just got to hit this button. It was it was great. So for listeners, if any of you guys are a BMW owner that has seats <laughs> that don't. Strap. Yeah, don't pull the red strap. Don't, just don't pull do the it. red strap. Yeah. And do not uh, let Craig in, Bobby or Joel Engelbart, like, in, ever. Unless you're Neil McRae's car. I was in the front of this car, and, like, the <laughs> the temperature controls were, like, it was like you were at NASA trying to it's, figure It's it. insane. Yeah. If you're <laughs> like, in Neil McRae's car, though. I'm not anything, Neil. Threaten to pull the strap. That's all I'm saying. If just, I hope this carries through. <laughs> I or just don't good. let Neil I didn't touch drive. anything, Joel. <laughs> don't touch anything. Be, I didn't just touch anything. There. I know. <laughs> Tom, was it one of those vehicles where you feel like if you touch the wrong thing, you're going to go back to the future or something like that? <laughs> Pretty much. No, you'll just I mean, break it was the car. It was nothing I was used to. I it mean, was, this is this is German technology. Mm, <laughs> yes. So that was fun. Stern tour was fun. Um, what else? Yeah. Well, let's just let's just dive into playing games. Playing games. Um, oh, okay. They had games okay. at Expo, didn't they? There was they a had, lot of good games there. I wonder why Joel wants to talk about this. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, we'll just we'll just work through it. So first, no, off, just Stern. get it out of the way. You know, get it out of the way. No, I'm going to start. Let's, let's get your humble brag out of the way. Labyrinth. <laughs> Labyrinth is here. <laughs> okay. Labyrinth yep. is here. Um, honestly, the lines for Labyrinth were incredibly long the entire show. 
So there were some people that just kept playing it and other people that probably never played it because the line was that long. They had four games up and running the whole time. The line was very long for it. Luckily, on Thursday when the show opened, I went straight to it and I didn't have very long of a wait. Um, Initial impressions of the game were, to me, when a new company comes out, it's all about the build quality or the initial feel of the game. You know, you want to make sure the game doesn't feel cheap or it looks like they cut corners or did the company try to redesign something, you know, like, oh, we have our own flipper mechs. No, they're using Valley Williams stuff. Like, does the game feel like a like a normal game? That, that was my initial thought. So I walk up to the game. Art looks great. Flip the flippers. Flippers feel snappy. Everything about the game feels the weight, everything, it feels like a real game. If you told me Stern made this game or if American Pinball made this game, I'd believe you. Like, it feels like a normal game. So, initial impressions, good. I start playing the game and I was talking to Travis. The guy's name was Travis. Very nice guy. He's one of the mechanical engineers at Barrels of Fun. He was standing there next to me. Yeah, the better Travis. Yep. Yeah, I don't talk <laughs> so to he, Joel while he plays. No. I don't <laughs> subject myself to that anymore. I can't so, do it. <laughs> While I'm waiting in line, I'm asking him some of the rules and whatnot and what to do. And what is cool, you can kind of see it in the bottom of my screen. There is a screen in the bottom part of the game, in the back, kind of the back panel of the play field. And um, it'll tell you what to do. Like when you're in a mode, that screen tells you exactly what to do. To start a mode, you have to spell labyrinth. You hit white shots, boom, you're in a mode. And then look at the screen. It's great. So I kind of knew what to do. Um, and so I was it's playing like the Guns game. and Roses? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always having that little monitor to hold your hand. It's great. I like. I like that. I, I wish. Oh, it's um, awesome. Yeah, I wish more people would do that. A hundred percent. Like, I love that Guns N' Roses had it. I love that Toy Story had it. And then they took it out of Godfather. And I remember asking Eric why, and his view was like, we couldn't think of a reason of to visually have it in the game. They're like, initially we thought like maybe like a billboard, but we thought that would stand out because not. So they just thematically couldn't felt they couldn't put it in the, the game. The billboard would thought. have been a great idea. Well, that was I would have liked the billboard in Godfather. Yep. Although, oh, were, a, were billboards a big deal in the movie Godfather? No, no. Should have had like billboards. It's New York. There there's there's yeah. billboards oh, yeah. everywhere. And yeah, that makes sense, right? <laughs> I think they were not digital, though. Uh, but, you know, in, El- in Elton John, oh, yeah. though, they... That's a good point. Yeah. In Elton John, they have a uh, little display on the piano that actually communicates some stuff. But anyway, so um, Labyrinth, I played the game, and I was actually, like, felt good. I-, I actually completed a mode, and as soon as I completed a mode, Travis leans over to me and goes, hey, you have an orblet hit under the flipper. That's a 10 million point shot. I don't care about points, but I hit it first try. Lift the flipper up, boom. Felt great. I was like, that was fun. Put up a high score, but it was the beginning of the show. I didn't think it was a big deal. Um, fast forward. He did the fist pump after he did it. It was 37 million points is what I put up. Um, lie. It was 27 million points. Fast forward. Um, this mm. labyrinth is actually the game I played. This is the one I brought home. It is still there. It is still my 27 million point score is number two on the high score table. So you haven't beat it? Uh, no, I did. I, it was number two. Now I beat it. It's now. I, I number think three. what he's trying to say, nice. Tom, is nobody else beat it. One oh, person yeah. beat it. There's a, 30, there's a 37 no. million point. So initially, apparently, I just had a really good game. Well, the reason I'm bringing this up and the reason Travis wants me to bring this up is because Travis and Monica were waiting in line. And I told him a few, you know, a little bit of what I played. Travis played the game. He did not beat my score. He did not beat my score. So apparently Travis hates Labyrinth. He hates it. He thinks it's, you know, the game is not. <laughs> I wasn't you know, playing for it's score. A, probably a mechanical I was playing for issue. the shots. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. It's a flipper so, issue and a ramp return issue. Even though, a game issue. 
game issue. All of it. Yeah. They need. It. They yeah, should probably it. start it's over. Not me. They should they probably, probably start should. over. They should scrap it right now. So, yep. I, even though it wasn't a head-to-head game, just to make it clear, I did beat Travis. I did beat Travis in Labyrinth. Uh, fast forward to the very last night. Uh, Tom and I actually <clears> played <throat> Labyrinth head-to-head. 1 a.m. 1 a.m. still. 1 a.m. And at the end <laughs> of the game, my score was higher than Tom's. So at the end, you know, not only do I have a labyrinth here in the house, I have absolutely crushed Thomas, Tom, and Trav. Travis in Thomas. Let me me tell you what I went through. Okay. Labyrinth. Destroyed (laughs) them. Okay. I I had to drive back to Wisconsin. (laughs) Come back. Yep. Had my mom, mom in my room. With your mom, yep. With my mom. <laughs> oh, wow. Who's like yeah. pretty much deaf. <laughs> anyway. So your not... deaf mom is the reason you lost yes. in Labyrinth? That's what <laughs> we're... <laughs> no, I was tired. I had a long day. Then Joel's oh, like, yeah. Joel sees me and he's like, hey, hey, Tom, Tom, you gotta, yeah. let's let's stand in line for, for a half hour and play Elton John. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm we like, I want to check Elton out Labyrinth. Yeah. Not knowing this was going to be a competition. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's how Yeah. Head to head. Tom was player one. Joel sitting there was... like reading the rule book on Labyrinth yeah. and, and yeah. Elton John. We're, I'm playing Elton John and, and Tanyo Kleiss mm. comes over and he's like checking out the game. He's, you know, semi He played it. Yeah. And Joel's like, hey, Tanyo, do you know the rules? And he's like, no, like, I don't work for JJP. And and Joel's like, well, I know the rules. I'll tell you everything Uh, about it. Perfect impression. (laughs) Solid. I mean, that is me to a T. But we're going to talk about John. It's it's all based off our last episode, Tom. Ever since Mm. we talked about understanding rules and how you just look on the play field Mm. and just take a few minutes. Now, all of a sudden, Joel, he's done that. He's really taken out the heart. Big brain. Yeah. Within a week, he's given out advice <laughs> unsolicited to everybody at Expo. <laughs> like, just do this. Just do that. <laughs> Let me teach. No. The so balls on this man. My we, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting am, for the labyrinth tutorials online. It's oh, coming. Control. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's I basically at the beginning of my stream. Beginning of my stream earlier this week. I just spelled it all out. You know, I was just spilling knowledge. All I, I know what to do. That means doesn't mean I can do it, but I know what to do. Um, but hey, okay, so Labyrinth, uh, initial pressions between the two of you guys. Travis, you played it first. You were in line with Monica. I know you hate it because you lost, but go ahead and um, <laughs> tell me your initial impressions of the game, shots of the oh. outcode, all that stuff. Okay, so theme, I don't care about the theme at all, just to be honest. Yep. It's, I watched the movie once when I was 10. It was terrifying then. I tried to watch it last week or mm-hmm. like a week and a half ago, and I made it about 30 minutes into it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. Like I, if people love the theme, cool. Like no issue with that. I just, I just can't get into it. That's but fair. in terms of how the flippers felt, flippers felt fine. Uh, I played on the, I guess what's their top version. It, it's not well, called LE, only, is it? There's only one version. The right, only difference right, was but of I mean, the four games, one of them had the topper. That was right, the only difference. Right. So whatever well, version that different- is. Right, right. There's it's, nothing different yeah. on the plate field or anything like that. It's all external. On the, that one on the outside, had a so. different shooter rod, a different um, yeah. um, display, not display, um, back glass, and a topper. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's literally the exact same. Right. So that's the one that I played. And the flippers felt fine. I mean, somewhat mushy a little bit, but that, that happens at shows from time mm-hmm. to time. 
Uh, I could backhand left ramp, which was nice, but just, I don't know. So I didn't really pay attention to the rules too much. I did some things, but since I only got a chance to play it once, I just wanted to see how the shots felt. That was my, Mm -hmm. my main goal. And you know, the, my concern is, is the horseshoe shot. So a few times when I hit it from right to left, it did one of two things to me. It either went right back down the middle or it actually somehow ricocheted off the guide rail to where the loop is supposed to go. It did that a couple of times. And so I wasn't quite sure, you know, if that was the intention or maybe it was just how I was hitting a shot. I don't know. But that shot, it was a little awkward for me. Um, You know, like I said, left ramp wasn't bad. Left orbit wasn't bad. It's just, I'm just not sure on the geometry. So to real quick about the horseshoe, I've actually Mm -hmm. been talking to Phil. It's Phil Grimaldi. Is that right? Right. Yeah. He's the lead um, rules guy on the game. Yep. Um, I made the same comment. I've had that same issue with, with the horseshoe from the right. It can be straight down the middle. And apparently they are discussing potentially adding a ball save where if you hit the right orbit and, or hit the right side of the horseshoe Horseshoe. and then no other switch, if it drains, it it knows like it would. Yeah. I I would recommend that that for sure because I had some issues with that and that's totally why Joel beat me on that game. Um, so, (laughs) but then the other thing that kind of surprised me a little bit, I, the left ramp return was different cool but a little bit different what how it would just shoot the ball at you it'd lift up real quick yeah i think and shoot at you there was a couple of times that i hit a shot and there was something happening on the display and i was looking at the the display and then all of a sudden out of nowhere the ball's like shooting back at me and i was not prepared for it at all and then it was just so so that right there was you know i I hope that they code in something that kind of gives you time to prep for it or a little bit more notice or something that would let you know that's coming. I'm sure there probably is something there already that lets you know. It's just a little bit jarring when you're trying to look at the screen and trying to figure out, okay, what's happening next. And all of a sudden it's kind of like, it reminded me of Halloween, except instead of it showing up in your in lanes, it was like, just like, F you, the ball's coming right back at you. So the large, the large ramp flap raising in the air is not, is not enough visual. For you to know, um, the ball's I just, coming. I just no. Well, because you're looking at the screen because something's I happening on the screen. Yeah, Tom you know? I, okay. So the screen is distracting, yeah. is what you're saying. Um, yeah. Or I'm, you, I'm look- if if there's something on the screen that if there's some sort of yeah. animation, you I know, and you realize somewhere. people are watching it. I, right. Okay. I hit I hit the ball somewhere. It was holding my ball. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously at this point yeah. I didn't know where it's coming, so I was looking at the screen, waiting for notice or something like that. And then all of a sudden, the ball's there. Right. So now I know next time, just whenever I hit, don't pay attention to the screen at all. So (laughs) just watch, just watch down. So it is. What is really neat about the layout is there's a ton of diverters in it. So there are times in it where if you hit the right orbit, instead of it going all the way around, it'll actually pop up and then lock under the ramp and then spit it out. So that's probably what you did. You probably hit the right orbit. The ball disappeared essentially, and then it surprised you that right because. Right, because a few times it was more delayed than yep. other times, so there was something happening on the LCD screen because it was indicating, I guess, an adjustment. I, I don't know another phase in a mode, or maybe I'd started something. I forget what happened. I just remember looking up at it and watching it, and then out of nowhere, all of a sudden, there's like a ball. I felt it hit off my flipper, and then I look back yeah. down, I'm like, oh, there that, that is that. now. Yeah, that, <laughs> there it is. So don't there take your eyes off. Yeah, yeah, but. I mean, there, there's some interesting spots. So I think the, my favorite part to the game, 
overall. I mean, obviously, like I talked about, I got some issues with the geometry, but if I have to pick out something that's really cool, I liked how you were able to stage the left ball on the left orbit. Yeah. With, I guess it's like an up post that kind of comes up. It was during one it's of the fork. multi-balls. Yeah, yeah, that. And so then it just held the ball there. Then you hit the ball for a super jackpot or something like that. So I like yeah. that. I, I like mechs that enable you to stop the ball somewhere and then use the second ball to do something with it for a super jackpot or a double super jackpot. So I think that's so, a nice touch as well. To explain that, um, there's a fork on the left orbit, and then there's actually you know a few inches behind it, there's a stand-up target that'll pop up. And then behind that, there's a spinner. So uh, both in the fiery multi-ball mode and in the brick maker multi-ball or brick whatever multi-ball uh, you get to a point where, yes, you hit the left orbit, that drop comes up, so it'll stop the ball, the fork comes up, and it holds it. And then what you get for your super jackpot is you want to you hit that capped ball now, and the super jackpot is based on spins. So depending on how hard you hit that, you will get more points. So it's cool that you're, you are now, there's now a capped ball that's not normally there. You have one clean shot at it, and then it's a spinner rip. So it's a very interesting combination. And talking to Phil, apparently that was Phil's idea and it's a brilliant idea. It's a really yeah, unique it's, yeah, scoring it's, way. It's got some good ideas in there for sure from what I've read about and kind of kind of looked around about. But, you know, it's just I think if you like Labyrinth, you're oh, going to yeah. be happy with this pen. If you're a fan yep. of the theme, you're going to be happy with this. It's not going to be one of those situations where you're like, well, shit, I wish somebody else would have did it. Yeah, that uh, was my dream if, theme and it's a letdown. Right, yeah. right. If you're a fan of something that just shoots fantastic and shoots great, I don't know. You might hit some bumps with this, but that's in the the eye of the beholder. Whoever's playing it, you might you might love it. You might prefer something different. I don't sure. know. There's just some of the shot geometry. I don't know if it's necessarily something I, that I would be a fan of. But the flippers did feel okay. Yeah, with with what we were playing, and it the build quality overall felt fine. Like you said, mm-hmm. it felt like for somebody that's putting out their first pinball machine. I think this is about the best possible way you could do it. The, Everything being said, so are all things 100%. Being said. So, so I think if if I'm on the Barrels of Fun team, I'm happy with this product that's going out. So I, yep. I would just put it that way. Regardless of how I feel about the theme or the shots or anything like that, it's still a viable product on the market. And I, I'm actually excited to see what they do next. Like yep. I'm curious if once they do get the ball rolling and they do get manufacturing going, I'm curious to see if they can become a very viable player. Because I feel like, this particular pen, seeing what the theme is, seeing the excitement behind it, seeing it come out, I almost feel like they're leapfrogging Spooky and American Pinball at this point. Like It, it really yeah. feels like that just from the vibe, from what people are saying about it, from the general excitement of it. And I know that they brought over a lot of people from, from those various companies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... You know, I, these these aren't just people new to pinball. These are people that have been in the industry for a long time. And they have experience, and I think it it shows in the mm-hmm. overall product with that. So I'm interested to see where they go with it from here. 100. percent Yeah, they have absolutely have a solid team, and I've I've been able to have really cool conversations with a bunch of them. And yeah, I'm. There's no doubt they've built the, for this to be their first game. They they crushed it, and I mean. There's, there's still questions, you know, production, like designing a pinball machine is the easy part, right? It's the producing them at a mass level. That's a challenge. I, I have nothing I can say about that. I have no idea. Um, they've only made 10 that I could, 
that I know of. I mean, this, well, I say 10, but this is serial number 15. But it'll be very interesting over the next few weeks. Hopefully, they're actually putting out the 10 games they're shooting for a week I mean, the, and the see telling, that production come out. Well, the telling thing will be, and Joel, you're probably just one of like five people that can actually talk about this, mm-hmm. is how do you feel about the overall build quality now that you have it there? Is it feel like, well, you're going to have a ton of issues up front? Or does it feel like, oh, this is a legit pinball machine. This makes sense next to a Stern pinball machine. This makes sense next to a CGC pinball machine. Yeah, 100%. Um, every, yeah, it's, it, it, very, it just seems legit. Like everything about it, my, my one thing is there's no shaker motor. I thought that was surprising. There is no shaker motor in the game. Good. But the cabinet, the build quality of the cabinet, the everything, it's like it is top quality everything. Um, and it, that's what I'm Finally. saying. It feels like just like they're they're competing with the big boys yeah, just right pinball. out the bat on yep. on on how they're building it but even the back box it's not like it seems very well thought out well engineered the you know they're using the fast uh system which is a you know it's not like it's a proprietary system so i'm not worried about well it's proprietary to fast but it's not like barrels of fun made their own system is, that you're worried is a board fast? is going to die what is a fast system? fast is a um it's a it's kind of like how like p rock is a system that that um spooky did a bunch of their games off that was made gotcha. by p3 fast is another system of like driver boards and other boards um so everything i see in there i mean I don't now, have I any complaints with the build. Well, you quality. mentioned too because you had to update code, and you felt like oh, it was the, a super simple process update, as well. The code, right? They sent me a zip file. I unzipped it. It it the the extension was I think like dot fun or something, or it was I don't remember exactly what the extension was. But they just said take that file, put it on a flash drive, USB flash drive with the game on, insert the USB flash drive in the game. As soon as I plugged it in, boom, code update popped up on the screen. It did it. And then it says remove flash drive. And as soon as I removed it, it rebooted and it was done. Like there was That's nothing. Cool. I didn't have to format Good. anything. I didn't, I didn't have to do anything. It was painless. Um, so really impressed by that. Even the UI and like the 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 system to, to you know, go through the game to change settings seems very legit and professional. Um, you know, there's little things like there's no way to reset a, a game right now. So when I was testing stuff, like if I want to clear it out, yeah, I don't, there's no way to, there's no like combination that I know of to like reset, um, the game. Um, and then like, you know, a little setting, like when I stream, I don't want the back box light on because of glare, you know? So like, you know, it's like little settings like that, that I have trust that they will put, um, or track mode sounds like I can't turn the track mode sounds off. So I just turn the volume down. So it's like little things like that, that I have faith they're going to add because they're a brand new company, but really impressed by it. Tom, you've played it. Um, yeah. and, and you, you you lost at it, but how did you? <laughs> what are your thoughts on the game? Your overall impressions? I was able to start a multi-ball. There now, we go. I I thought I thought it shot really well, you know. And for somebody like I don't I don't know what was going on because I have still haven't watched the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I had no like relation to it, but I. I really liked how it shot. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it had some cool shots. It had some cool features. I liked how the multi-ball, like kind of Travis was talking about, you lock a ball and it kind of shoots out under the ramp. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw when you were playing, you you shot the left orbit and it grabbed the ball with, with forks. The fork, yep. And then you had to hit that ball through the spinner to get that started. I thought that was really neat. 
Oh yeah. Um, there's there's some cool shots on the game. I heard some people that played it thought like the flippers felt mushy, but when I when I played it, I didn't I didn't get that experience. I thought it shot fine. Yeah. Like yeah. it it shot good. So I I pulled this game straight from Expo, and what I found was I thought the flippers felt too strong when they were here. To the point where on the right ramp, I was getting the ball would kind of, it's a really cool wire form on the right ramp, but it was coming off of it. And I asked them about it and they came back. They're like, oh, we still have the flippers turned up. So they actually had the flippers turned way up for the show because of, you know, long-term Continuous usage and power price. usage. So, so they said reset the flippers. Yeah, yeah, that might have been it too. Because since you played the far left pin and I played the far right pin. Yeah. Because there was four pins there. So you're going to get and everything. Yep. Everything. Yeah. So, different. you know, they were probably all plugged in in like series. So the left pin probably got the most power and then you probably got the least. And, you know, I mean, but the, just, you know, the good magic. thing is, Joel, though, Joel, we have something to say. Hold on, Travis. So, <laughs> right. so we were, we were waiting in line. <laughs> at, well, we went over to where they had the four games and then Joel's like, we we looked at the kingpin booth, yeah, and we're like, oh, there's two games set up over there, and there's like two people playing. Well, we get over there, and there's oh, yeah, oh, there's this there's this guy, oh, there's man. this guy and his girlfriend playing uh, playing four player games on it, oh. and they're like hugging and kissing. They were all and, over each other. You know, Joel I mean, and I are like throwing up behind them. They were like but, playing. <laughs> they were like they were like doing the ghost pottery scene. But on oh, the pinball machine, really? He, okay. I think he like. <laughs> nice. I think she was playing, and he like out of nowhere left to go to the bathroom, and then came back and like slipped right between us to make sure it was obvious. Like, and then we realized, oh, it's a four player game. It was. I'm pretty sure <laughs> they conceived a child in that game. I mean, it was. It was. They better call him David for Bowie. I mean, it's just. It was something, man. It was. But it was yeah, something. so we like, got behind a a, 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 a a group that was actually playing. It was uh like two people and then one person, and they were done before the the four. I mean, it was. Yeah, I just never saw that. I've never seen pinball, you know, really rowl up the endorphins like what was yeah. happening in that that that. that <laughs> it is it is such a pair. dick move to go to a show <laughs> and put four players in and play by yourself or oh, with somebody else. I thought I'm you sorry. <laughs> I thought you were about to say it's such a dick move to bring your girlfriend to the show. No, <laughs> no, you know, more power to you. More power to you. Maybe they met there. But you're right. Maybe they met four there. Four player games. But four player games when was there's going a line. On, but... Yeah. There's we've talked about that before. It's tough when you're at a show because you want to experience a game, but at the same time, you don't want to be on it for half an hour when you know the line behind you is huge. Yeah. Well, but um, you know, yeah. A if lot there's of two of you, know. it should be a two player game. Right. That's pretty, yeah. pretty right. basic. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But yep. yeah, so overall I will say let me end um Labyrinth I did stream it. I had an opportunity to stream it which which was awesome. Uh there was a ton of people from Barrels of Fun in chat that were answering questions. Uh it was just really cool to see that. Like Eric Primke, the guy who's actually coding the game was there. Scott Denise showed up. He's tweaked the audio. Uh, Mark Silk showed up who did some of the voice callouts in the game. Like just they've really assembled a very cool team. And a huge shout out to to um, David Van S, the CEO of the company, he's the guy that actually helped me at one thirty in the morning walk the game out and load it into my car. Like 
Gary Stern hasn't helped me load a pinball machine in a car. <laughs> Nothing against Gary, but about, it's pretty cool. What about uh, Jack Winari? No, 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 still hasn't helped me. You know, I, I think that's Charlie. That, but Charlie and Bug? Did they? No, do? Bugwood. 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 I've just right. been in this situation too. Honestly, so everybody listening out <laughs> yeah, there, probably. what we're getting out of this is your value to Joel goes as far as what you're going to do for him. It was impressive. Bring I, to him. I thought. I just. I think they're doing it, and and you know. If if we fast forward a year and the company fell apart and I would feel bad, but as of right now, I'm saying they've built a really good team. The product they have made is really, really good. So the big question mark now is the production. Are they going to be yeah. like CGC and they're going to take four years to make this? Or is it going to be, they're going to start pumping them out. Tom has the his one- hand up. He's, oh, go ahead. No, Tom. he had his I hand just, up. I just wanted to say that Charlie helped me load my... My Rick and Morty. Oh, no, right okay. Here, so. so screw check, you, check. Joel. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Travis? Well, no, I was going to say, you know, the, the only thing I hope that Barrels of Fun can do better in the future mm-hmm. is just their overall initial release of a game. Like in terms of how the videos went, in terms of how oh, the initial okay. marketing went, because that, that hit some bumps right there. But... I'm glad that they were able to get the game to a show quickly, get it in front of people quickly, because at least by yeah. doing that, you get good word of mouth out there. You get positive word of mouth. And now that they that you have a game out yeah. there, you're going to at least see – shit, I'm giving Joel a compliment here. You're going to at least see a oh. high-quality stream you know, of the game, which is going to help. So high-quality stream, not high-quality gameplay. That's fair. High-quality stream. High-quality high stream. Yeah. That, that goes a long yeah. ways to being able to hear video correctly, to be able to see games correctly. You mm-hmm. know, and I mean, things aren't ever going to be perfect, right? I mean, all of us as content creators, we've been there before to where something messes up on us or it's just not exactly, it just has to be good enough. But when you're rolling out a product that's a multi-million yeah. dollar product and you're trying to launch a company, that's where you want to make sure everything is as close to perfect as you can get it because you've already put in so much hard work yeah. already for a year plus with multiple members of the team. So that's something that you don't necessarily want to mess up. So hopefully 100%. hopefully on the next round that they, they get it done a little bit better. And I'm sure that they will. I mean, like you said, Joel, they, they all seem receptive to feedback, which is good. That's an excellent sign when the company is that. And I know we've been talking about the company name and all that, but I get the hint and I think it was either you guys confirmed this or somebody else confirmed this to me that when I saw that name, I was thinking they're not going to be just a pinball company. They're not just selling just pinball machines, right? They're going to be doing I, something else. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't okay. know anything about that. Um, right. I thought just, I heard in the interview, they were like brainstorming things and they were brainstorming names and they were struggling to think of a name. They were throwing out all these names and apparently right. somebody was like, well, this is a barrel fun, you know, like said it as a, like as a as frustrated a comment to try yeah. to find the name. And somebody's yeah. like, that's it. Let's go with that. That's it. That's it, barely, just, yeah. it just strikes me when I, when I see the name barrels of fun, that strikes me as an arcade slash pinball company. That doesn't uh, strike me as we're just making pinball machines only. Could so be. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like I haven't heard. That's why I thought somebody told me that because I'd mentioned that to somebody else. I couldn't remember if it's you guys or somebody else because I don't know anything well, about it. So I know Travis, you really like very clear, descriptive company names like a pinball podcast. Yep. And you work for the pinball company. Yeah. You just you like eliminating all doubt on Acme what pinball. what it is. Yes. Hey, you be direct with people. <laughs> you you have to you have to make a barrier of entry or you have to, you have to take all those barriers and go down as mm. quickly as possible. Cause that's the easiest way. 
to go about it, right? I mean, especially if you have a business that's a niche business, right? Sure. It's none of us are ever going to be Nike, you know, or something like that. It's just when you look at pinball in general, there's really only one company out there that can really use a name that doesn't have anything to do with pinball, but has everything to do with pinball. And that's Stern, right? Yeah. Like everybody knows what that is now. But nowadays, it's it's almost like when you do come out with a new company, you got to be very visual or very, very focused on what you're trying to put out. That's why I love the American pinball name, you know, yeah. something like that. That makes a lot of sense. Spooky pinball. That makes a lot of sense because they know what type of games they're trying to put out. You know, sure. Jersey Jack pinball. You know, it, it kind of makes sense a little bit because of the owner. But when you're looking at the tiers of different things, you know, that's that's just the way it goes. So that's why when I see the Barrels of Fun name, I think to myself first, when I first heard that, it's just it seems like a company that's going to be doing other things besides well, pinball. True, and maybe they will. I knew for a long time it was Mystery, Mystery Pinball Company, and that reality was. I think I think cool we all name. got used to it. I think we all That'd got used cool to name. Mystery Pinball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just so to wrap up Labyrinth, just so we're not talking about the whole time. Um, uh, the stream was awesome. You can check it out on YouTube on the Flipping Out YouTube stream. And it was talk about um, my fear as a streamer though was I know there's a lot of people that have put a, a ton of work into this game, and I want to show it off. I want to show off the modes. I want to show off the callouts. I want to show off the multi ball. The beginning of that stream, Jared and I were struggling. <laughs> I don't know if it was the people watching or if it's just us. Jared had never played the game, but just. Uh, in my what I was fear was like I don't want people to think this game's hard. It's you, it's, Joel. It's I me. Promise. I was it was a me problem. <laughs> but that was my but fear. He beat right? us. He beat we, us. He did. We have <laughs> we have people watching, and I don't. You know, we keep we kept losing shots in the outlanes. Two things about that: one, the outlanes you can't adjust them. I was surprised about that. There's no extra holes. There's nothing you can do to adjust them. But I was worried that I'm like I I don't want to portray this game in a, in a light that it's going to be really difficult. Um, but as the stream went on, we started to find the shots. We started to actually get through some of the modes. And when you compare that to the Bowen tutorial videos, the two videos he had out of the game, Bowen's a world-class player. So he's just doing exactly what he says, says you're going to do. Oh, to start this, you hit this, and then you hit this, and boom, boom, boom. So I, I get it. That's got to be hard for a company because if you have somebody like Bowen doing all your gameplay videos, the game may look shallow or the game may look too easy. Then you have me on the other end. It looks too hard. Or so it's... I hope people realize, and I did have people that came up to me at the show that says the reason I like your streams is because my skill level relates to their skill level. So I do think for the majority of buyers for Labyrinth, their gameplay is going to be a lot closer to mine than they will Bones. Well, that's what I was going to say, that what a lot of listeners need to realize out there, and I think a lot of listeners and viewers do realize this, that I think that you're actually the perfect type of player to show off games and to show off new games. The reason mm. being is because the vast majority of players out there are either going to be around your skill level or below it. That's just yeah. the reality of it. It takes a lot to be a world-class player. A lot. It's just, you don't just roll out of bed and all of a sudden just become a great pinball player. It takes years and years of dedicated experience. And even then it may never happen for people. It may never click, but that doesn't mean that the game can't be fun. And I yeah. think seeing yeah. different games and seeing people be able to see somebody of a similar skill set of them and they can get an idea for how the game will play, I think that's great. You know, there's yeah. there's two ends to the spectrum. You could see a Carl just absolutely demolish a game and it's fun to watch. 
and you can see Joel just go out the right out lane over and over again on Deadpool, <laughs> yeah. and it's still fun yeah. to watch. For there people. we go. So yeah, and that, yeah, that's the mediums, you know, or the equilibrium. That's fine. Yeah, and and we even saw that with Venom. You know, my streams versus your tutorial videos. I mean, night and day. You know, you you had an hour plus long video on on Venom where you're like right. looping the game. And here I am streaming it for two hours and I'm just grinding through XP, but yeah, we can both have fun. You can both right, have fun. You can yeah. both appreciate the game in different well, ways. Yeah, it, It's pinball and people got to realize you don't have to get the wizard modes the whole entire time that yeah. fun. And we were talking about that before, because there's still people that get in their heads about rules and we're not ta- talking about just venom. Like we see yeah. it all the time on Facebook or on Pinside, or just people that we talk to. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, you don't have to worry about it being a super deep rule set. Just know how to start a mode, figure it out from there. Know how to start a multi-ball, figure it out from there and have fun. That's what it's supposed yeah. to be. Uh, playing pinball, it should be exploring the game. That's the fun part. If you're playing a video game, right, it's exploring yeah. the game and learning how to do it. So it's just kind of if you just expect to get into a game immediately and you're just going to play Escher level all of a sudden or you're going to play Bowen level all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like you're, you're going to set yourself up for failure because it takes years and years to get to that level and to to take that mental representation from game to game immediately so that's why I think it's so much better if people just temper their expectations just have fun finding shots have fun discovering the game because you only get to do that for a little while because once yeah. you discover everything in the game then what is it? It's just doing it over and over again. But to me, that's that's the great part. I, the most fun I have with pinball isn't blowing it up. The most mm-hmm. fun I have with pinball is getting a brand new machine and figuring out where are the shots and figuring out what happens when I do this, what happens when I do that. It's like the same way I was telling you about that left ramp on Labyrinth, that it was a little frustrating. The ball came out. I didn't realize it. But you know what? There's fun in that too, because now I know now I'm like, okay, if I hit this shot, this could potentially happen. You know, you take it as a learning experience and you apply it to the next game. And I think that's what pinball should be. It should be, you know, hitting those tiers and trying to get better and better and eventually trying to beat the game in the way that you can beat the game. And that may Mm -hmm. not be beating a wizard mode. It may simply be just hitting super jackpots in multiball. It may be scoring 50 million points on a certain mode. I, I think that's, that's the thing to do. Enjoy the games. You want to enjoy it. And that's why I think the streams that you put out, Joel, are excellent. And I think the stuff that Tom does when he plays his games at home, that gives a cool vibe as well. Like that shows <laughs> that shows like where you can be with games too. And oh, I yeah. think every, everybody needs to know that. Pinball needs to be fun. Like it doesn't have to be super serious all the time. Have fun with your games. Set up your games the way that you want. Play the way that you want. Well said. Well said. Um, I, to end labyrinth, what I'll say, this is my brother. So my brother played it. Uh, I would say he's a little above novice in his skill level. He's getting better, but he's, it's really fun having him on stream because even the skill level difference between the two of us, I think shows very different uh, approaches to the game. Um, but he is a labyrinth fan. He's a huge Jim Henson fan. I, 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 you know, we grew up on the Muppets, but like labyrinth was a movie that he's like, Oh, I've seen it so many times. And he's, he was all in on the theme. So he texted me the next morning. He said, man, Labyrinth is a great pinball machine. Been thinking about it all morning. This is the first time he's texted me about a game after we've streamed. Venom, really, it's really hit him in a, in a way that he's really enjoyed because of the XP system. And I will say that um, people are talking about progression. Uh, what's neat is watching on the vil- on, on pin side, people are like, I finally beat Noel. Uh, my speed run time was 
five hours, 45 minutes, and I was at level 99. And it's like, perfect. That's exactly what it was for, right? Was, and now, but they're motivated to do it again and do it again. So I, anyways, um, that's pretty neat. Um, so I said, haha, you're hooked. He said, I think I'm specifically hooked on Labyrinth. I said, so why this game over others? And here's Jared's concise review. Theme and music is big. The rule set is not impossible, but very interesting and uses the whole field. The shots feel really good when you hit them. You need to be accurate and slow the ball down, but they all feel hittable. You have to earn the multi-balls. There's a lot on the play field, but it's not overwhelming like some games. I don't know. It's just fun. I said, well, look at you. Great review. He said, I may hate pinball, but I do love a labyrinth. So I actually think that review is is good. Um, the, the fact that he he can find the shots, but he feels like when he gets multi-ball, he has to earn it. At the show, they did have a consolidation multi-ball on. So if you hadn't done multi-ball by ball three, it was automatically lit. You only had to hit one shot. I've turned that off. That's not part of the main code. But um, like, yeah, he the modes themselves are actually fit the game really well, um, like story-wise, what you're doing or what you're trying to accomplish in the mode. So I, I agree. My overall review on Labyrinth, well-built. The, they got a good team going. If you're into the, if Labyrinth is your theme, you will really enjoy this game. Um, and I'm just excited. I'm excited to play it more and I'm excited to see what else Barrels of Fun is going to do. So, boom, check. Let's go to the next big game, Elton John. Elton John was revealed. Um, they did some teaser. This was hinted for a long time. People saw it coming, but we're still, it's a theme that people are surprised happened. Um, but it's here. Um, we'll start with Tom. Initial impressions. Of the bi- seeing the, the game at Expo and playing the bitch the game. is back. <laughs> okay. But it's yeah. Elton John, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I he I'm not a it. huge Elton John fan. <laughs> the bitch is back, yeah. like he said. Yeah. Yeah. Drop mine. I'm not a huge Elton John fan. Uh, I like his music, mm-hmm. but it's not like my go-to. Like. When I'm playing no a pinball tournament, it's not rush. Yeah. It's not rush. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, if I'm in my dental office, you know, working on a patient, yeah, sure, I, okay. I like Elton John. But uh, you know, I played the game and I thought it was okay. I mean, it shot good. Um, I know there's been a lot of comparisons, like, oh, this is Star Trek or mm-hmm. you know, Spider Man or whatever. Yeah, there's similar shots, but I didn't I wasn't I wasn't getting that vibe. I thought it was its own thing. Um but uh do I want to purchase one? Probably not at the cost of what what they go for. So when we were at Pinball Expo, we had talked about Godfather because it was revealed before we went. Um at the time, you basically said very similar things. And then you played a Godfather at TPF. And you walked away ready to buy one. So yeah. God Godfather is different though. I mean, it has a very unique layout yeah. to me to it. Whereas, you know, okay, yeah, you can draw comparisons to other games, but I don't know. I just I can't get into the theme, I guess. So Okay. Yeah, you no. know. Well, Godfather and Elton John are very different themes. They're yes, very yes, different. Yes. Very much yeah. different. Very different. Okay. But, you know, dude, if I was a huge Elton John fan, I would probably buy the game. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, the the light show, um, 
was spectacular on it. The actual like cabinet and artwork was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just something with the theme. I'm just like, eh. Yeah. And you know, if it was maybe a seven or $8,000 game, I'd probably buy one Mm -hmm. just to have at home and play it. But you know, 12, 15 grand for, for that game. I'm just like, that's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's a hard sell. Okay. For me, um, for no. me, not being an Elton John fan. I totally respect it. Um, Travis, what are your thoughts walking up to the game or seeing the game? Um, so I never got to play the game. I, oh, I was gone. By the the time lines were out. too long. Oh, they were. Well, no, they I only had I was, three. Oh, I was you were there gone because they hadn't rolled them out yet. Right, okay. right. So when I left, they brought it out. So all I've gotten to see is just the trailer. So mm-hmm. I'll just say there's a lot of shoes. And there's guys floating, <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I like the trailer, you know, yeah, but I, yeah, I it's think over the it, top, but it's great. It, it was super over the top, but that's what Elton John is when you see mm-hmm. him on stage and everything. So I was fine thematically with everything. I thought it was just the, the right amount of corny, goofy, fantastical elements, I guess with it. I mean, what, one thing I'll say about JJP, they do not skimp on trailers at all. Like I no. always look forward. If I was still doing my reaction to those, like I had the same reactions, even if the camera's not on. I just, I was laughing. I was like, what is going on right now? This dude's floating. This is awesome. Oh my God. There's lights there. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's my basic impressions of it. I haven't really got a chance to just look at the play field. And yeah. see how the shots are. So I can't make any comment on that at all. I just know the theme, once again, similar to Labyrinth. I just, I don't care about the theme at all. I just, I know some Elton John songs, but I only listen to it when it happens to show up on the radio and I don't have any control over it at all. But other than that, I don't really listen to his music. But, you know, I, I think as long as they are, it, it's clear that Jersey Jack is trying to really diversify their mm-hmm. themes dramatically i mean we're going from gosh toy story four to godfather to elton john yeah so i'm expecting scarface or heat to come out or something (laughs) like that like we're just going to zip around everywhere but but yeah it's i think i'm excited that there's still music pins that are coming out that aren't necessarily like the old classic rock per se. I mean, Elton okay. John obviously goes a little bit everywhere with, more, with more his music popping. and everything. Yeah. Piano mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm happy to see something that's a little bit different though. Even if I'm not a fan of the theme, I am glad that there's at least something slightly different in that way. So I'm curious to see how the pinball industry responds to that, how people respond to it when they finally get the game. My only worry for it is, is like Tom alluded to earlier, just said outright, it's just the price points of it. You know, just where the prices are getting to some of these games, we're not going to see them on location as often. So, yeah, you know, I, I think that we're not going to necessarily see opinions that could be as unbiased as possible because it's a lot easier to just put in $5 into a game coin drop and be like, okay, I didn't like this about it or I did like it about it compared to spending 12 or 15 grand to bring the game in. And then you're having to be honest with yourself about what you don't like about it and what you do like about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your, your opinion's always going to try to go towards the positive as much as possible. But I, I think that 
I would say just like Tom did that if it was a theme I was into, I wouldn't mind what this is in terms mm-hmm. of knowing that Steve Ritchie's behind it and the shots are going to flow a little bit in terms of, I guess the lights overall and everything, but it's got really cool toys. I mean, yeah. the, the Elden John piano, you know, with his yeah. hands moving and I hands mean, that is really, really, yeah, that's really neat. I mean, it really I, is. Yeah. And the display and on the that, piano. Yeah, the display on the piano. I mean, that that's phenomenal stuff. Apparently my dog is... Travis is getting worked up. He's, he's, he's got <laughs> quite a lot of heavy breathing, and he's licking his lips. Can't wait to, can't wait to play Elton John Is it all going through on the mic? My bad. A little bit, but no, we're good. Okay. We heard Down some boy. slurps. Down boy. Yeah. Um, so that's... I mean, that's Elton John in a nutshell, right? It's just... Yeah. It, it's going to be that type of thing. But so here's the big question, right? That I have since you guys both got to play it. How does a Steve Ritchie design game play for with Jersey Jack mechs on it? Because that okay. was the biggest deal that we were all kind of worried about. Everybody was focused in on because we all know how Jersey Jack flippers feel. Well, they've changed so how, them. They okay, changed the mechs. The At least what I've heard is apparently the power. These are stronger powered flippers than their previous game uh, i've heard this i don't i don't know if this is confirmed i heard the same thing with godfather well i so i feel like they all the mechs in the earlier games were the same like physical powered mechs but they were tweaking code and tweaking settings to make it shoot better but apparently sure. in this game they're saying they went from like 40 watt coils to 50 watt coils or whatever it's something i don't know i'm not i'm not an electrical engineer but apparently i mean the game i thought the flippers felt really good i thought they felt right. felt really good so right. my, felt fine my initial impression my initial impression of the game um i was fortunate that there was the day before they wheeled them out on floor they had a distributor travis is getting attacked by the dog um they had a distributor meeting um and they kind of had their own separate little room to to reveal the games Right. Somehow, I got invited to that meeting. So it was me and Josh from Loser Kid. Travis isn't going to make it through this. Um, <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah. Me, this Josh is... from Loser Kid, and um, it was Colin from Kinet- the Kineticist, and then Will from This Week in Pinball. We were invited to this this little room unveiling kind of thing. So Josh and I went, and we kind of, yeah, we had time to play it in a in a better controlled environment than the showroom. Um, my initial impression, of the game's loud, like visually it looks incredible. Elton John was loud. So it's, or is loud. It's, it's, I, I think thematically they, they nailed it. If you're, if you're an Elton John fan, they nailed it. Absolutely. Um, my initial impression of the shots where it shot really well. I mean, uh, Steve Ritchie is the king of flow, right? Um, he, there's a, they're calling it the piano ramp, but it's, it's, it's the freaking, um, what is it? the warp ramp on star trek like it's in everything feels familiar everything feels good um there is a rocket shot it's the far right it's almost like the catapult in medieval madness but it's on the far right and the way it loops the ball around is a very unique path very good light show um so just initial impressions were really good the ce model has this topper with two displays and then this laser projector on the ceiling really cool atmospheric stuff plus the 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 expression light not the expression the hot rails on the bottom of the game and the back of the game i mean it's it's a lot of money but what you're getting is a is an yeah. experience there's if you no, want no an doubt Elton there. john pin this is yeah this is a great pin so rules rules i actually talked to eric minier was there and he kind of walked me through some of the rules and then bill grupp is the lead rule guy on the game 
I'm just telling you, people's complaints with JJP games are that it's multi-ball city, right? Or you just you fall into multi-balls and you don't know why. This is not that game. Um, yeah. The Piano Man multi-ball or like the Superstar multi-ball, the main one of the main multi-balls in the game, you have to spell Elton John. And it's every every shot on the play field is the letter. L. It's nine letters. I'll help you out there. It's not International Rescue, <laughs> but it's nine letters. There are ways to spot a letter, but it's like it's work. You have to you have to work to get that. And that's that's to light the lock on the piano ramp. Then you hit the warp ramp. So and it'll lock the ball in the at? piano. Like where do you get the letters at? If you said that every I'm sorry. shot in the I was, game. I was so like it. left. So every I shot. think it's okay. like you know the furthest left scoop is the E, and then the left orbit is if the you L, can't make a and shot, then T. You're screwed. Yeah. So you really? have oh, okay. to spell so them all. Yeah. Spelling it out from left spelling to right. It out. You don't have to do it in order. You get more points if you oh, do it in you order. You don't have to. Yeah, can, and I think can you Eric spot said, a letter. Yes. So on the plunge, there's one of the options. If you plunge at the right time, it'll spot you a letter. Or well, if you spell star with the inlays and outlays. Why didn't you tell me that when I was playing? You didn't ask, but you know who did ask. Tanya Kleiss. Tanya Kleiss. <laughs> so, Tanya, when we were waiting in line, the two people in front of us, Tanya Kleiss, he's the lead programmer for Foo, or the lead rules and programmer for Foo, Foo Fighter and Deadpool. And then he was standing with Mark. Uh, I don't know the guy's name, but it was the guy that did the rules for Bond 60th, all the coding for Bond 60th. So, those two guys and were there. Tales. So, oh, nice. So, they played and they stepped over and they, and, Tanya was just standing there watching them play. So I just walked over. I was like, hey, Tanya, what'd you think? He's like, oh, it was good. I was like, do you know the rules at all? He said, no. I said, do you want to know the rules? He said, yes. Yeah. Joel, the was, fucking expert. This guy, this guy right here. <laughs> so I explained it to him. I explained what's going on. And he was asking good questions. And, and it My was. My job's he, done here. Good yep, night. Nailed it. So yes, that happened. It happened. Um, so I explained rules to Eric Stone. I explained rules to Tanya. You know, it's just it's just who I am now. Um, I know. I love that Tom and I, and we're going to take credit for this. I love that we have been able finally through, what is this, our 44th episode? 44th episode, So yeah. it took us 43 episodes to mold <laughs> Joel into yes. just this little baby pinball players, little Padawan. Mm. And now all of a sudden he's like out there like a peacock with his webs. <laughs> like I now know uh, if I'm playing in a tournament no. that I just call Joel. Now. That's not the case. I know. You know when I, I would have been, uh, if, if I'm playing somebody and I see Joel explain the rules, I would have been like, huh, they're screwed. But now all yeah. of a sudden he's like <laughs> I, giving advice to Stone. Uh, he's talking to Tanya. Mm. I've never played Force 2. I need to call Joel. And no, I got out. nothing. That's crazy. Got, Next thing you know, Joel's yes. going to be telling Raymond how to play Rush. He's, <laughs> yeah, right. He's probably, he's probably giving Elwin some tips hey, Raymond, on how to code his you, next game. Raymond, yeah. did you know that if you do this? In Led Zeppelin, there's airport, airport modes. Do you know the? <laughs> See, you know about the? We've gone from yeah, airplane modes, modes yeah. to you explaining rules to people at Expo. So that's it's, actually it. Actually, is some we're giving we're you shit pr- about. We're proud it, of you, Joel. But thank you. That, is, thank that you. does yeah. mean you're thinking of pinball on a higher level. And what happens when you think about on a higher level? Are you having more fun mm. today than you I'm were two it. years ago? I'm loving it. It is more fun when you're playing a pinball game. It is more fun if you actually know what you're supposed to do or want to do. But (laughs) Elton John. So yes, that that's one of the main. So what's, what's interesting about that is you spell Elton John, you lock the ball three times. That's how you get into that multi-ball. Apparently though, the way the final wizard mode works in this game is you have to score. It's progressive and it carries over game to game to game. So you're trying to spell superstar with an exclamation point, 10 letters and 
that means 10 super jackpots while you're in one of the superstar of the piano ball multi-balls. So I can theoretically, hear Carl D'Angelo yeah. cringing somewhere in California. Yeah. Theoretically, I don't know if I like that. You could spell Elton John, <laughs> lock two balls, get into that multi-ball, and if you have a killer multi-ball where you mm-hmm. get ten super jackpots, you mm-hmm. could have qualified the final wizard boat in the game. Or you're stepping up to the game. Nine letters are already there. You only need one super jackpot. You've qualified the final wizard mode of the game. Does that not? Okay, so that that was happening at Expo, right? It did happen at Expo. Did there were that people that got issues to it with the code. It did because okay, I don't think it's yeah. in there yet. But yeah. the, my only view here is so it's like so Venom has the XP system where it allows you to finally see the I, I you know for a home collector they're not gonna they they won't get those ten super jackpots in one game. But if they do it over time, they're like sweet. Or if you're on location and you look at the letters. They're like, oh, this is only one away from, let me step up and see if I can grind it out to get to that. I can see some of the advantages, but for the people like Carl D'Angelo that can blow up a game and probably score three trillion points in one shot, he doesn't want that. He doesn't want that. So, uh, you know, I don't know. But I I guess I would assume that there's just different options than how how to set up the game as well. Maybe. Maybe you can turn it off. But but you're saying that's just the default. Like no matter that is what, how it's set up. Yeah, it's not, not a not it's not a complete all the stuff. Like that. That's just the default. Yeah, that's what Bill. It's Bill Grupp. The that's what he said is that's how it's set to see the final wizard mode in the game. That's what you have to do. I'm curious if okay. there is another wizard mode where it's like if you collect all of his outfits and you do all this and you do all this album stuff and boom, boom, boom. There might be something else. I don't know, but yeah, I mean it's what, it's all about accessibility though too. Sure. Like I don't mind that. You know, just as long as there's different options to mm-hmm. give people. So I guess it it makes sense in a way that maybe you have something that's easier as a default. And then the better players, if you're a better player anyways, you're going to know how to get into the menu system more than anything. And then just make the adjustments to set the game up as you want compared yeah. to somebody that's a total novice getting into the menu system. Then it just becomes a shit show often because they don't know where to go anyway. So I don't know. Maybe they're onto something there. I, I don't know if I'm a big fan of that, but I can see the value and the utility for it though. It, sure. it makes sense. Like, would you like that Joel? If you, I'm if you know you it. could, yeah. yeah, if you could step up to a game and you're like, okay, within five games, maybe I can build up. Well, I almost look at it like a stream. If I'm going to stream for two hours, there's a chance that I may be able to actually show off that final wizard mode. Yeah. And maybe it takes me three streams of the game to finally spell it. But at least I I can do that when I realize some of these things that are locked behind having that really perfect game for me, you know. I mean, there's there's something to that, that if you could put into the code that you... (laughs) Hey, Travis Kidd. (laughs) Hi. Hi. He looks like he just, dude. It's Friday. Is he not at school? What's going on? You no, know, he's home. He's homeschool, but he's being lazy. Oh, right I didn't now. know that. I'm on a podcast. Yeah. What's up, dude? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Man, the respect you get in your household right? is just exactly. the best. But no, I, I think it would be interesting though if there was something in code for pinball machines to where you do a certain something for so long that you do start unlocking various things oh. in the game that maybe it's not necessarily locked within or unlocked within the actual game, but maybe like another option uh-huh. to play as, you know, because you kind of see that in console games, right? To where sure. you get so far, you might unlock like a new game plus or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'd be curious to see if pinball could actually do something similar to that in the future. 
Well, Stern with their Insider Connect, right? They're tracking progress on Venom, so it shouldn't be too hard yeah. to, to track progress in other games. I mean, we could maybe yeah, they do it, something with that. I don't know. It would make sense. I mean, especially if you're trying to make it easier and more accessible for that. Because yeah. you look at it, basically, when you're putting out pinball anyways, you're never putting out pinball for just the top 1%. You want to put out pinball for the 99% for your average casual player that's going to collect games, that's going to bring it in and going to play a few games here and there. Mm -hmm. So you want to create that accessibility as much as possible. And that seems like the best way to do it. Joel, your game behind you. I just saw that. That's that, amazing. track mode animation. Bah, 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 bah. I know. Um, we got everything going. So, yes, I agree. And so with, with Elton John, that that's the main structure and, and what bill said because i said something i was like oh are you guys going to kind of do like with gnr where um if you haven't collected all seven band members by ball three you know if you can't spell superstar or elton john if you can't spell elton john by ball three would you like gift letters or whatever and he was kind of he just looked at me he goes no he goes everything everything you get in elton john you have to earn and I think that's actually very different from a lot of the other code, uh, the JJP code. Like this is going to be a, like, you're not going to mistakenly do anything. You have to know what you're doing. You have to shoot your shots. You're going to work through the game. Um, the two other multi-balls that I knew were there's croc rock multi-ball, very easy to do. You hit a target that says light lock, you hit the scoop, you do that two or three times and you're in that multi-ball. And then the rocket man multi-ball um, it's all about switch hits. You have to gather fuel. There are certain shots that you can get more fuel than others, but it's just something you're going to do progressively fill up the rocket. Once the rocket's full, if you hit the rocket shot, it'll start a multi-ball. If you stack the rocket man multi-ball and the croc rock multi-ball, you get crocket multi-ball. So that is it's the Crockett Man multi or it's Crockett multi-ball, which is instead of having alligator animations and rocket animations, the alligator's riding the rocket. It's awesome. It's awesome. That's what everybody should do. I don't know if it's viable for points or whatever, but you want to see the crocodile on the rocket. It's so great. I mean, it's JJP games, though. It's not really about the points necessarily. It's, no, it's, it, about it's the always seemed like it's about the experience of it's the game about itself. the fist yeah. pumps. Exactly. About the fist pump, about the music, about the yeah. lights. You know, but I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. this game, maybe with Steve Ritchie, it might turn into something that's more tournament centric. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, games, I don't, games don't have to be that at yeah. all, you know, but I'm, I'm curious to see what would happen if that was kind of added in to where mm. you understood risk reward a little bit more with it. I mean, was some of that in Godfather though? Like I, I haven't yeah, got to oh, play yeah. that too often, yeah. but I know that there was risk reward in terms you of, you can leave a job yeah, or you can keep grinding away at the job and then collect. So that's built in there, but I will say, so my, my impressions, I only played, um, I only played Elton John three times, two at the, two at the distributor thing. And then one actually waiting in line where I beat Tom. Um, but playing that, <laughs> playing, playing the game. And I know I'm in a unique situation being able to borrow games from Zach, um, to stream. Must like, be nice. It's, it is. <laughs> I love it. And Must honestly, be real nice. <laughs> honestly, this is a game that I'm, I'm pumped. Like I'm excited to stream this game because one, the music realizing like I've never, I've never sought out an Elton John song just to play, but flipping through, it's like, I know a lot of these songs and it fits the, the game really well. So I know the energy will be there. I like the way it's shot. I'm excited about the rules. It's a beautiful experience. Like I'm, I'm very excited to stream this game. So if you're an Elton cool. John fan, I place you know, buy one. Like I, you're going to like the game. Um, and I think this could be a unique 
experience for JJP with the way the rules are laid out. It feels very different than a Kiefer rule set um, that we've had now, or Joe Katz rule set even. Um, so that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. Um, yep, okay, I think so gonna... what, what other games are at Expo then? Because we've already played Venom. Like We all know how okay. Venom does. And that, so, was, that was a new game that Stern the, had. The only other Stern game that happened was the Elvira Blood Red Kiss right, but it wasn't, edition. Right, it wasn't at Expo. I though. think Tom bought four. Um, no. <laughs> no? I already oh. have an Elvira, and it's colored. So what, you have the premium or the? I have the premium, yes. Yeah. So is there, as a Elvira owner. Yes. Is there any, I mean, this is now, there was a, like, wasn't there a super limited edition when it came so out? There were, and then there yeah, was a there 40th was, edition. There was an LE and a super LE, I believe. Yep. And, and then, then there's been a 40th. The 40th. The 40th was $25,000. Yeah. The 40th was pretty sexy. Yeah. But for the cost, it was like, no. Yep. And then Travis's dog is back. This dog is how Monica it. is when, when she's around, too. <laughs> yep. Uh, she bugs then, me to death. She just now, breathes on now we have the Blood Red Edition, where so it's just all red. The Blood Red Edition, I saw it in white. person. They had one sitting out at the Stern Factory Tour. The game looks incredible. Like yeah. It looks beautiful, and it would absolutely stand out in your game room because it is black and white with that shiny red. Sure. Um, so I don't know. I I don't know how I feel for the for the for one for the people that forked over twenty five thousand dollars for what they thought was the top end model. This thing now looks really really cool, and you can get it for thirteen. That's yeah. that would be hard. That would be hard to kind of deal with. Do I blame distributors? No, they're just selling games. Do I blame yeah. Stern? You know, if you have the license and it's a chance to make money, I don't blame them for making money. But at the Gotta same make time, money. it's it could piss off people. There's no denying that. Uh, beautiful no, looking game. There's no could. It yeah. is pissing yeah. off people. I will. I will yes. tell you as somebody that works for a distributor slash dealer, it absolutely is. But yes, it is. Yeah. It, it, I'm, but that's going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. you if you put out a product that you already have uh, an anniversary edition. So we all saw the reaction to Jurassic Park, right? Thirtieth, yeah. And that was an anniversary edition. So yeah, when they came out with the fortieth anniversary edition, they're I mean, people had the same reaction back then, too. It's just people forget that because it's already happened a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And different editions have come out, though, for the past decade of various games, whether you're dealing yeah. with like a Lucy ACDC edition, whether you're dealing with yeah. a Catwoman edition for the Batman 66. You had those little trading cards with the signatures on it for there. You know, there's there's always been, I think even like Munsters when they initially had the black and white premium, then a little while later they released it. They did the color one. Yeah. Right. So, you know, historically speaking, this isn't something that's new, but I definitely get why people are frustrated if they believe that they have the top end edition already and Mm -hmm. they've quote unquote invested that money or at least paid that money into that machine. And then they see other things coming out. Like imagine if, yeah, go ahead, Todd. It, it's just no, I understand I, I, why people get frustrated. I thought it was it, strange sure. when they came out with the 40th and, like, people were still waiting for premiums. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. and then now it's like, we're going to do this other edition. Uh, so it's like, what's next? When's the next Bond game going to come out yep. that's a, you know, yeah, a the, different the version? Goldfinger you know, edition. The Goldfinger edition, right? Yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a Godzilla happen. 70th edition. It is going to happen. Yeah. Yep. I, I could. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's clear that's the strategy is to dip back into the same pond again 
and use a theme that you still have the rights to and use it any way that you can to try to sure. generate more revenue. But at the same time, you do have to be careful of doing that, that you don't alienate your current base. And yep. it's, it's not just your base that's buying one-off games. When you look at LE collectors, it's the vast majority of them keep buying. You get one person here and there that will try to find one because they're just a, the ultimate fan of a certain theme. Like we saw that with Rush. We've seen that with yeah. other games as well. But by and large, somebody that's willing to spend the money for a limited edition pin is not going to be just a one-off customer. There's a lot of long-term value for that potential customer to various companies. And if you upset them, that's, that's not a good thing. Now, your industry has to be large enough to be able to replace them. Mm-hmm. The problem that we're seeing with pinball right now, the past three years, it did grow tremendously. And you could replace them. But we're currently at that ceiling that we're kind of seeing at this point. We've reached the apex of that growth. We know that these LEs are going to have 500 to 1,000 each. So, you know, at, at some point, you can only have so many out there in circulation to where you're, you're presenting it in front of the same customer base that's willing to buy those games. So I think it's one of those things where I hope everybody kind of treads lightly with that. Because you yeah. have a lot of fans of certain themes. You have fans that are loyal to a brand. But if you do something to damage that loyalty, like you got you have to be careful about that. So my question is, you know, Tom's a Rush superfan, right? Clear. Rush superfan. He was going to buy the high end, highest model he could buy for Rush, even if it had one pop-upper. We've, he's shaking his head. He knows. He's ready. <laughs> Um, I'm assuming there are people out there that are Elvira super fans. They probably have, you know, a rush or no, they probably have a, uh, HEP restored, uh, scared, scared stiff, HEP restored Elvira and the party monsters. So my question is, what does that buyer own? Did they go with the super LE? And then it's like, Oh crap, the 40th edition. Should I trade that in and buy the 40th or now the blood red edition? It's like, crap, do I need a, should I trade in my 40th and get the, you know, like, those guys and I know are girls. Those people are the rare. It's it's this very small group, obviously that are that are yeah. probably having these internal struggles. But it is it is weird. It is it is a weird spot to be in where well, you feel like you have the best version, and then all of a sudden you now have doubt. And should right. I upgrade or change to get a different version? Our market because, di- dictates the best version. Yeah. 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 yeah, it will. You know, it's well, Tom, how would you feel, though, if there was a rush super LE that comes out yeah. within like I mean, two years from now? How would how would I, you personally feel about that I, as somebody that has the rush LE? I probably wouldn't be happy. OK, I, I would just be like, why are they putting this out now? And right. Then there's a decision like, OK, I'm pretty happy with this, what I have. Do I upgrade? Mm. But do I really need to upgrade because it's probably just going to be some, you know, change in artwork and uh, right. some power, well, powder coating? I, I well, wonder if that's... there will be buyers that instead of buying the LE when a game's revealed, they buy the premium. And then if they love the game, they tell their distributor, put me on the list for the whatever the next model, you know, the yeah. next limited it, edition is of this it's, game. It's possible, but, you know, what Tom just said there is something that if you look at any positives out of doing this type of strategy, mm-hmm. the potential positive of that is, is you already have a built-in 
audience base or a built-in consumer base for that particular product, for the people that want to keep buying upwards and keep escalating what they're, what they're going to get. But sure. you got to be careful of that too. Cause just like we talked about, you're going to have the same buyers that are just going to be pissed that they don't want to go any higher that they thought that they already had the highest one. And yeah. you know, somebody like me, I can tell you personally that I honestly, I wouldn't really care that much if, a super version of whatever game like Avengers comes out, right? I would probably just stick with what I have and just be like, okay, you know, they're two separate things. It just is what it is. But like I said, opinions are going to be all over the place here on that. Yeah. But you don't want the opinions to go negative. You don't want people to say, well, if there's a chance that my limited edition pen won't be the top tier version a few years yeah. from now, why do I want to pay this amount of money for it now? Yeah. Right. You know, like you might as well wait if you're, if you're going to do that, you might as well buy a premium and then just wait and see. And then buy the used LE. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah, that's a you good run point, the risk. Yeah. yeah. You run the risk of that happening. And I can promise you, I can promise you, cause I've heard from these people directly that is going to happen and will happen. And that's a dangerous spot to be in. Cause you have to replace those consumers up front because the LDs are still going to go out right at the very beginning yeah. of a cornerstone. It's still going to go out. Question is, is as many going to be adopted? You know, it's, it's just like we saw with Venom, not all the LDs got sold. Well, you know, and it's, not sold like, through, so. it's not like pinball is this mainstream thing. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. And, so yeah. it's, yeah, it's an odd thing because, it is big in terms of the yeah. amount of people that know about it, that want to buy it, but it's not big in the sense of people that trying to bring people in to become aware of it. Cause it's, mm -hmm. it's awfully difficult to go to a, an arcade and just play a couple of games and be like, yeah, I'm willing to spend $10,000 for one at home. You know what I mean? Your average family is yeah. not going to do that in all reality. There's gotta be something else that hits them to want to do that. It's always a process for the vast majority of people out there that buy pinball. It is a process that lasts well over a year to go from discovery to thinking about buying, to becoming a high intent person to actually purchase a machine. So it's, it's awfully hard to get to that point. And there's just a lot of factors coming in right now in terms of, more pinball showing up, more companies showing up, like the one that's right behind you, Joel, with Labyrinth. More, yeah. more manufacturing happening, like Stern expanding, more dealers coming in, the, the game becoming even more worldwide, more people watching on Twitch and YouTube than ever before. So it's, it's an interesting spot to see that I think things have to be careful in terms of pricing these types of people out. Because it is obviously, I mean, let, let's face facts. You have to have money behind you to get these games. I wouldn't encourage somebody to go in debt yeah. for, for pinball or anything like that. Like spend what your budget is. But you, you just have to be careful about that, about putting stuff out and, and pissing off your base now that's willing to support. You know, if you think about it, I, I don't know the percentages, but let's just say it's even just 10%, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say it's 100 LE buyers that decide that they're out you have to replace those people yeah. if you're, if you're no, going to sell through to consumors. I, yeah, it's this, an, this is a new thing, right? A kind of a new strategy that Stern's doing and we're well, just going to kind of have to see how it's. They've been doing it 
for the better part of a decade. A lot of people don't realize it. They've been doing it for the reasons that we said earlier, like with the ACDC Lucy edition, oh, the Catwoman, right, like yeah. it's been happening. So people that think that this is a brand new thing, it's not, it's just more highlighted right now because we see where the prices are at. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's happening at a much faster clip. It feels like at this point, you know, cause like Jurassic park, it came out what in 2019, I think sometime around there, 2018, maybe, or maybe Iron Man was 2018. Anyways, it came out around there just about four years ago or so. So, so now we're at the point that anything that any theme that comes out or any theme that is currently in production, it's almost like everybody's just going to look and see, okay, what's the anniversary coming up for this game? Is there potential that that's going to show up? Because that's obviously what the strategy is going to be. You know, Stern's not hiding that because they've done it several times already. Now that the production's getting bigger, they can make more games. Let's throw out some new versions, spice things up. Um, Yep. Yeah, well, okay, so we are rapidly approaching two hours. We still have a little bit more to cover here. Um, So let's rapid fire. Let's rapid fire these things. I don't know. (laughs) So American Pinball. American Pinball was there. Galactic Tank Force was pretty much all they brought. There was a ton of them. I played it again. They had the actors. The actors were there. Um I played it again. I didn't have the issues with the tank that we had at Texas Pinball Festival where the ball was hopping or anything like that. But I was still having issues with the left ramp. Uh, On one of the games, you could hit the left ramp all day long. The other games, it it wouldn't even make it up there. So there's one ramp in the game. And if you can't hit the ramp to light locks, to do certain things, I don't know. I, I know there are some GTF owners out there that love this game. And if I'm still, my my view is if I stream it, maybe I'd love it. But um, I just, unfortunately, my initial impressions of playing it a handful of times now have not been positive. The game looks great. I like the theme. I think it's a fun, it, it kooky game. But um, the layout really isn't drawing me in. And when you have, you know, mechanical issues where you can't really progress through the game, uh, it's unfortunate. So, um, I don't know. Thoughts? Any, any other? <laughs> you go to that? I mean, it's, it's GTF. I, I okay. didn't go. I didn't go over there to play it. I had very little time in the hall, so yeah, you were you were crushing that stream. I did go to um, the custom area, though. Did you guys go to the, the custom area? Yeah, yeah there yeah. was some cool homebrews. Yeah. yeah, I played the uh, eight ball beyond. I thought yeah. that was really neat. I that one had a line. I wish I would have played it because I didn't realize it. Yeah, people loved Sh- it. People loved nice. it. Yeah, there was a battle station. It was like a head-to-head <laughs> thing, which was really a lot of fun to play. Um, I don't know how well that would necessarily sell, but it was really fun. It, like a head, head-to-head, you're standing across from each other, shooting against each other game. Um, that I, could that could become something really cool. Um, yeah. But if the cost I was, was right, I was it was... with that game, for yeah, sure. That was a lot of fun. Pl- I got to play Monica, just absolutely annihilated her. I felt yeah. great about that. <laughs> that a boy. Poor Monica. Um, that was fun. Over <laughs> in that section, and we can keep this short, was uh, Pinball Adventures. They had a punny factory, and they had an Elements. Um, I played one game on Elements. Um, uh, the glass was off the entire game. Um, the entire day, when I looked over, the glass was off. Not the guy was working on it. No, he was having people play it with the glass off. So clearly, I think the game was in a state where it was just easier to have the glass off so that he could do X, Y, or Z. Um, starting the game, you go to hit the start button, you know, and you're hitting the start button, the, the the place where the start button is, and there's a button there, but that's not how you start the game. You 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 have to start the game by hitting the action button. 
So, I mean, it was just like, that was my, I mean, that was literally the initial impression. Like, how do, how do we even start this thing? Um, it, you, it was interesting that it was over in the homebrew section because I think you could have wheeled the game over and put it in the homebrew lineup and it would have fit. And that's not an insult to the homebrew. It just, that's where it was at. It does not feel like a production game. It feels like this is the beginning of what could become a game. Um, it just, it had yeah, you're a, it has elements, a long way right? to go. Elements. Elements, yeah. Elements. I did not play Punny Factory. I had enough with elements. <laughs> I just, <laughs> you know, there was an upper play field. And honestly, I shot it. The ball shot up and it fell off. So I just grabbed the ball and I set it back up <laughs> on the upper play field because I wanted to see what the shots this. were up there. Right, and, right. Um, I don't know. I'm not here to just bash, but it was just, it was, it was really disappointing. It was really disappointing. Um, did you get to play that game, Tom? Elements? I did not. Oh, mm. you missed out. Oh, you talk about out. the, there's a, there was a From ramp. From the sounds of it, yeah. And there's a, well, there's, a right oh wire, like not, it's a metal uh, kind of habit trail. Yep. And you would normally expect that habit trail to feed the inline. But instead, the habit trail takes a hard turn to the left, like a 90 degree turn, and it spits the ball out into the middle of the play field. Yep, across the play field, horizontally. Across the play field. I think yep. the goal is to hit a target. I believe It was so. not doing that. No. No. It was just dunking the ball to the left out lane, and you were just done. Nice. That like was you it. So done. you hit the right yeah. ramp. That's yeah. Right ramp to left out lane. That's pinball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, it was no such thing as house balls, yeah. Travis. It could have been yeah. saved. We tried it. So I, I played the game, I think, twice. Just to, mm. just to give it a whirl. And yeah, it's I, I would highly recommend that they go back to the drawing board in terms of design overall. I mean it's it's cool that so, people are trying to produce pinball, but it's yeah. Uh, I yeah. I don't understand like you know, it'd be like Stern or Jersey Jack or another company just bringing a Whitewood in unfinished stage and being like, Hey, what do you guys think of this? You know, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to bring it to a show and have the glass off, and it be a disaster. It was just almost like they were wanting to get real world testing, right? But Uh they weren't really advertising. Did they have a sign like? like, No, that's what I mean. They weren't advertising at it. So if you're just an extreme casual, you would have no idea what's going on. Like all of us that are like firmly into the pinball culture, like we understood what was happening there. But at the same time, it's like if we were going to give honest feedback about it, the honest feedback I would give is that you need to go back to the the design phase. Start over. Yeah, the the design's not going to work. I mean, it had a left orbit that was so impossible to hit. Like it would make Mm -hmm. even Josh Sharp blush. Like it had a rubber (laughs) that was just so fat that I told everybody around me, I'll give you guys 10 bucks if you can hit that shot. Because yeah. it was like it was almost like you're playing a carnival game. It was so like tight, <laughs> and somebody finally did. I think Monica did out of all people. But she gave her ten until, bucks. Out of hell all no, people. hell no. I didn't give her ten bucks. <laughs> but yeah, it was yeah. We were probably legitimately like one for twenty something. One for like yeah. it, it was a lot. I never hit it once, and it was just and I was aiming for it consistently. And it was the way that they had the design. With I guess there was some other left shot that kind of like did a little half candy cane real quick turnaround and would just come back out. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure what was going on there. And then yeah, the the upper play field with the horseshoe below it's kind of like Swords of Fury in yep. a way. They just combined everything up together. 
And then, yeah, the right ramp return though, that, I mean, I'll be honest, that was the worst return I've ever seen. It was insane. On any machine. Yeah. It was, it was almost like, and I told you guys this, that if somebody came out with the camera crew and said, you're being punked right now, I would believe them. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, yeah, this makes so it's, much sense because uh, it just, it just but, fed the left outline and just dunked it. And there was no kickback. Know, there was no adjustments, no nothing. That's the problem. Just, I mean, first, first impressions are pretty much everything. And yeah. Oh, yeah. you, you yeah. go and, uh, I mean, even if you play a production game and the ball's getting stuck mm-hmm. and, you know, that's yep. not a good thing in well, pinball. Yep. <laughs> I, I mentioned to you when I walked up to Labyrinth, my initial thing was I wanted, how did it feel, right? How mm-hmm. did it feel? And you walk up to that and it felt like it was going to fall apart. Like they brag about on their website, you know, they're using this Canadian birch or something super high in wood. Like it's just the cabinet didn't feel good. You look at it, it's just like the overall, it's just the build quality just was not great. The flipper, everything, everything that no. I said felt good on labyrinth was the opposite with this i i I will say i did play punny factory and i will say the flippers there felt a lot better they were strong i'm not really going to comment on the game too much other than i played it once and that was good enough for me it's just not not something i'm interested in playing anymore but you know their flippers over there did feel better and you could hit the shots over there it was just very much elements was a glorified white wood is what it was. And we were all doing a beta test, you know, active happening there, but yeah, it was happening. It it definitely, after playing some of the homebrew games, it wasn't even on the level of some of those over there. I mean, it just wasn't just to be honest. And so hopefully they can take the feedback that they got. They can course adjust or whatever you call it. They can Mm -hmm. do something a little bit better and they can, um, you know, get something decent out of it, I guess, if they're going to keep, putting pinball out yeah. there you know it's just it, i mean it's it's tough overall but if you're gonna so here's the hardest part guys if you're gonna put out pinball and you know you can't manufacture like at a massive scale and you know you're not going to make thousands of them your game has to be extremely accessible and we keep saying that you know mm-hmm. over and over again at this it has to be the shots have to be doable for people it has to make sense for people because if your game is a brick fest you're like you're done it's yep. just not you, the game has to be designed for the casual there's there nothing you can't if, if, yeah. the, if the shots aren't going to draw you in and you're it's unthemed there's no theme drawing you in there's nothing about that game yep. that's that's pulling you in to play another game and yeah but i that's probably more than enough time <laughs> that we probably said i mean they yeah that's just where that company's at um, Joel, Joel's saying, let's move on. Well, I'm just... <laughs> and, Zach, and the please send possible, the game yes. to Joel. Make yeah, Joel stream it. So we're, I'm going to rapid fire here through a list because right. there's really one more game I want to talk about in detail. But it's um, other stuff for there. CGC, there was a bunch of Cactus Canyons. Pulp Fiction is still great. Had good lines there. Um, Pinball Brothers was there with Alien. There's the new Ripley uh, code. I've, I've seen her. She is in the code. That was there. Dutch Pinball was there with Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski is still a very cool game. Um, that was that's Big Lebowski played very very well. Um, I think that's it. Besides Turner Pinball, Turner Pinball um, for all the manufacturers. I don't think I'm forgetting anything or any other new games. But Turner Pinball oh, was Ninja there. Eclipse, right? Ninja Eclipse. Is that what it is? Um, okay. Oh, Spooky was there. They had some Scooby Doo's. They those all sold. Uh, those played played well. Um, it was good seeing Bug in that crew. <laughs> is that your Ninja look, Tom? 
That's yeah, my that's ninja, your ninja look. look. So Ninja Eclipse, <laughs> a few things. So first off, Turner Pinball, they're the people that bought a ton of the assets from Deep Root. I think they were initially like the design team with some of the code with Deep Root. So there's kind of a weird thing there, but now they're their own thing. Um, so this game, they redesigned the cabinet. There's no coin door. The idea here is if this game was on location, you pay for the game through an app and somehow the app would work with the bar that it was at for something. So they've kind of redesigned trying to bring it into the digital world. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing there. I mean, I mean, that's no Travis saying no. Well, it goes squarely (laughs) against what I just said. Five minutes yeah, ago. It's yeah. not accessible. I mean, and, yeah. it's not accessible. If somebody walks up <laughs> with a quarter the yeah, and they're just like, where do I put, how do I put money in game? How do I put, yeah. how do I, they're just going to start hitting buttons. I didn't realize it's on free play. Yeah. So, because I, I didn't go over there. I had no idea. The game is the depth of the cabinet is a lot shorter. There's no coin door. So the depth of the game is a lot shorter. So the legs look long. The depth of the game looks shorter. And because the way they built the game, the game feels way lighter. I went to nudge and I like threw the game across the room. I mean, it, it moved. So, you know, you think you're used to whatever. You're thinking like, oh, I'm going to move this half it's a an inch. This thing moved literally a foot. And it so it felt like a zizzle. It felt like, Man. okay, this is a higher up version of a, of, a, of a zizzle or like this is. So I'm thinking like if this is in the $5,000 range, they may have a market here to or like four or five. And I was playing with Zach and Zach laughs. He's like, this is a $10,000 game. Like what? this game costs as much as a Stern premium. What? Yeah. This, so 10,000 that alone. Yeah. It's just like, Nope. Like I, there's just, there's for Ninja for a, Eclipse for Ninja Eclipse. The layout was the same layout that we played at TPF when it was a Whitewood. They've tweaked mm-hmm. some little yep. things. The, there's a side ramp. It's the widest side ramp I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But just hitting it was rough because of the way the layout works. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, exactly what you're talking about with Pinball um, pinball Adventures, where the theme isn't going to draw you in. Yeah. The, the code isn't going to draw you in. And the layout, there wasn't anything in that layout that was like, oh, I want to shoot that shot again. I want to experience yeah. this again. So it just, it's a similar thing. If they sat me down and they're like, what do you think? The only thing they crushed was the art. They hired Matt Andrews, the guy that did Weird Al's art and Total TNA's art. They had him do the art. The art looks great. The animations even look good. But it's just, it was a similar, like, I don't know what I'm doing. The game isn't explaining what I'm doing. And these shots aren't particularly fun. The flippers feel odd. Keep talking, and I'll be right back. feels like a toy. And so, it just, it's so a no-go. So with the coin thing or with the bar or whatever, it's obvious that they're trying to do something innovative, right? Yeah. But what yep. problem are they trying to solve? You know, because to me, it's like if you're going to innovate, you're doing it for a reason to further something and to solve yeah. a problem, right? To make ease of access or something like that. But I don't like what problem exactly are they solving with that? I or is don't it know. just innovating right. just to innovate? I just know, you know, like in Japan, you can pay for everything with your phone, you right. know, vending machines, everything. So I don't know if it's this idea of how do we get more people to use yeah. their phone for, you know, and that, well, that part makes sense in, in terms of tapping and everything. But the problem is you just have one game, right? Yeah. So it's like yeah. people aren't going to adopt it. So it's almost like, do you just make that because you're hoping Stern or Jersey Jack decides 
to, to, to adopt use your it. Yeah. back-end but the problem, system. But the problem is that system is only relevant to locations. And we all know Stern is the ones that rules everything when it comes yep. to location pinball. Yeah. So I, I feel I fresh. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Tom. he had to so pee. I don't, so I don't see any other reason to be using something like no, that. Like I don't understand that innovation, uh, how that makes it any easier for people. It's not a good, I, it's just, it's not, you know, people are upset that like American pinball had like squiggly back boxes. I'm just like, this game will not look good in a lineup in any way. Like this game, if you have that weird spot in the corner of your basement that nothing right. fits in, maybe put it there. But it just, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, props on them trying something new. But it just, to me, what I thought was insane was that Barrels of Fun, Turner Pinball, and Pinball Adventures are kind of all in the same spot or the all same position of trying to get into this industry and establish himself as a reputable manufacturer. And you have Pinball Adventures that feels like a low-end homebrew. You have this Turner Pinball that it just doesn't, it feels like a high-end zizzle. And then you have this, which actually feels like a legit game. And it's, right. and, but the that, key there is Turner Pinball. It's just a bunch of guys that are new to pinball and they fell in love with it because Deep Roop hired them. I don't right. know what's going on with Pinball Adventures, but Barrels of Fun, it, that's a team of people that have been working in pinball that all left their other positions, all left previously what they were doing, came together and decided to start their own thing. And that experience shows. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I played one game and I'm I'm good. That was hey, it. That was the mar- the market will talk. It'll it'll speak. It'll accept whatever these companies are bringing, and yeah. they'll either accept it or they'll decline it. And we'll see pretty quick within the next year to two yeah. years how that plays out. Now the biggest part is though, like we talked about, manufacturing. Your game could look yeah. great, but you yeah. have to be able to produce the game. But if your game yeah. looks not great and you have a hard time producing it. Like mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't have a company then you just you yeah. just don't you know so i don't know hopefully everybody figures it out and hopefully i mean because we all we obviously we all want everybody to succeed yeah like it absolutely yeah. sucks starting a business and it doesn't go the way that you want it and you hear the negativity and all that like that does absolutely suck but we still i think pinball pinball in general it does good to at least be honest about what these situations are mm-hmm. and Hopefully they all take it to heart. Hopefully people are giving them the right feedback. But yeah, I just, I, I don't, that's a head scratcher to me with, in terms of what Turner's doing with trying to do something innovative in that way. Yeah, I, I, I would just, I would just rather see a game play well. You I know, agree. I, I don't, yeah. I don't even care about world under glass or all this and that. Like, I just want to see the shots do something cool. You know, well, I want to, I want to feel like a boss hitting shots. Let's say that. I mean, Labyrinth, the only innovation they put in this game is that display in the bottom. So they right. didn't try. They didn't try to revolutionize pinball. Like, and even not, then, that doesn't yeah. look like that that was the first, like, no. their first idea with it because it's partially blocked by some yeah. other stuff. Like, I feel like that that was put in, like, due to them not being able to do something else. Like, when I look at it. So, yeah. it, I don't it know. works I mean, well, but yeah, I, yeah, I get does. what you're saying. But I, I don't know. I would just say, looking ahead, um, the only thing that's going to slow down the hype train of Labyrinth is if they have manufacturing issues. So that's definitely something to watch over the next few months. And then all the other manufacturers. I just don't. American Pinball. I don't know what's going on with with uh, with GTF. I know they went big GTF. at Expo. 
but I just, there, there were no lines. They had a ton of them there, but it's just to see this huge line for Labyrinth, to see huge lines for Elton John, you could, it just overall, it just seemed like people well, were just, okay, it's, you can't, it's still you, here. There's no such thing as a relaunch of a game. Yeah. When the game's out, it's out. People have already the train left their, the station. Yeah, yeah, they're already there. That's the only time. But there were that, lines for there were lines for Pulp Fiction. You know, there were six games, and there was yeah, always but a line. That game's you, that that game's not out to consumers yet. Yeah, like good we're point. we're okay. all still yeah. waiting for it. You know, I mean, yeah, it's where only, is it? Yeah, where is it, Josh Sharp. Where is it, <laughs> yeah, Josh Sharp? That's, he's working on the whole, CGC. He's working on the Cactus Canyon code. That's what well, he's that's doing. That's a whole other issue. That's a whole other I manufacturing know. issue as well. So yeah. it just. You know, and then what Pulp does very well, though, like, okay, if we're going to directly compare GTF and Pulp, right, which yeah. theme's better? Like, yeah, the GTF theme is hilarious. Pulp yeah. yeah, Pulp Fiction. You look at the way the shots are, which feels better shooting? Yeah. Pulp you know fiction. what I mean? When you look at what draws you in without having to really do anything that's super innovative, like what just draws you in? It's going to mm-hmm. be Pulp Fiction. You know, I think... What Pulp does really well and what I'm a big fan of, of pinball in general, is when it can take assets directly related to the theme in terms of call-outs to where you don't have to have a voice actor come in from the show or from the movie to do any type of custom pinball call-outs to where you just do, you pull call-outs directly from the source and you're able to apply it to a particular shot or to a particular scenario because everybody that loves the theme you already recognize that you already have an emotional investment in that scene, in that saying, in that dialogue, in that actor. So if you can do something like that, I think that that's a winning combination when it comes to really creating just an atmosphere for somebody to enjoy with the pinball yeah. machine. I agree. No, there's um, yeah, there's some good stuff there, and that's what I'm saying. Looking at the horizon, uh, horizon here between now and the end of the year, you know, it'll be with Stern. It'll be at the end of the year. I'm assuming the next game will be announced probably December, end of December, early January. That's kind of their thing. So we're gonna kind of be waiting there. American Pinball. I'm not. I don't know if anything's gonna happen there. Elton John. I think they're. I don't think they're on the line yet. So it's probably gonna be November. I mean, we're almost done with October. So maybe late November before those start getting out. Um, labyrinths, hopefully these are trickling out, uh, spooky. I would, I think they're nearing the end of Scooby-Doo production. So I have, I would assume sometime soon their next game will be, um, discussed. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of good stuff that just happened. That was just announced. It was a fun expo, a lot of fun things to play and more to come is really all, all I can say there. Um, the last thing we do need to discuss is the, um, the tournament. The tournament that was at Expo, Tom, you streamed it. You streamed the whole thing. Um, uh, what was it? Who won that? Did Escher win that too? Yeah, we kind of touched on that before, yeah. but yeah, Escher so he won. won the tournament and the Stern Pro. So Escher had a great yeah. week, is what Escher won two new inbox games in like five days. <laughs> plus, plus some money. Yeah. Plus a lot of money. He's he's doing well. And a belt. He's, he got a belt too. And a he belt. got a big old belt. A belt. Yeah. yeah, title. Belt. And he um, let Travis and I take a picture with him holding this check. So. From the uh, from the uh, anything else you want to say about the stream? Any anything? Uh, well, you did it all from a hot spot. So yeah, congrats on that. that thanks. That, that, we were worried I mean, about that. For the, the most part, unlocked. it yep. Yeah, for the most part, it worked. It did have some hiccups, but I was. P- 
surprised at how well it worked, uh-huh. honestly. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens next year. Sure. Well, it was fun. It was fun to watch and it was fun to, I loved, I loved it. I loved commentating. Um, I hope the, the viewers while I was commentating enjoyed it because my view was, you know, I was basically interviewing the people next to me like, okay, Raymond, you, you're, they're playing Iron Maiden. They, what's your goal? How are you attacking this when you step up to it? And then hearing what he said. And there was one point where it was Jurassic Park and I was sitting between uh, Eric Stone and uh, I think it was either Dalton or Rob Byers. But I said the same thing. Okay, what are you guys doing? And whoever was Dalton or Rob Byers said, oh, I'm getting, it was Rob. I'm getting into my mode. I'm getting through that. That way I can lock out, you know, immediately um, hit, get into a control room and try to work on that. And Eric's like, no, like that's not, <laughs> he goes on this game, you go Raptor pin the whole time that Raptor, that Raptor multi-ball, the points that you can get in that are just silly. And like hearing them discuss their mentality and then watching the person, what they're doing, um, it was really neat. It was really a lot of fun. Um, so I, I really you know, enjoyed it. I, you know I'd what's funny about that? Mm. Um, the I think it was the last game was on Jurassic Park. And Escher, I think Escher was down quite a bit to Dalton. And he, Escher literally went to the Raptor pin the entire <laughs> time. And yeah. I was just like, wow. And, uh, I, I was, I, I wasn't in the booth at the time, so I was mm-hmm. kind of in and out and I was talking to Josh Sharp and Adam Lefkoff and, uh, Josh is like, he's on his third Raptor. And I was like, what? Like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> well, yeah. So it was, it was a cool way to learn. That's the one thing. If, if anybody wants to learn more about pinball, watch tournament streams. Um, and especially with good commentating, um, you can learn a ton about the games. You can learn a ton about the games, um, and what, what's going on or what to do. So well, I loved Ex- it. Expo is probably one of the best ones to watch too. Yeah. In terms of understanding some game. of the best players. Right. There. There, yeah. Well, there's, yeah, there's several reasons. One, you do have some of the best players in the world Two, You see that player come back up more often since it's not a four player game. And you know what I mean? You're going to see a heads up base. So that's good. And then on top of that, the games are set up pretty favorable. So you're going to see players get deep into the game. You're going to see the correct openings. You're going to see mm-hmm. the correct mid-game decisions happen. So if you're ever trying to figure out what you're supposed to do on a game, those streams by far are the most valuable that you're going to find just in a setting because yeah. you, you just watch what they do and then you just try to copy it just at the beginning. Just do that and you'll be fine. Just like we were talking about Jurassic Park. Right there, you watch that. You're going to see two. You're going to hear two different opinions on how to do it. Yep. And I imagine if you watch Dalton and Escher play it, you're going to see two different versions of how to play it. Because Raptor Pen all day is a very viable strategy when you're, especially if you're playing heads up and you can handle the return to it. Whenever you're trying to knock down the Raptor Pen or trying just to boost it up, yeah, I I think that that's that's interesting too. Just to be able to see the different strategies and see that there's different ways to skin that cat. So I encourage everybody out there, if you want to learn pinball, those would be the best streams to watch. Yeah. Which sounds like a perfect transition to plugs, (laughs) plugs. So, um, unless there was anything else you guys felt we needed to cover. Nope. Mm, We definitely missed it. Two hours and 15 minutes was enough. I I mean, we, we said Raymond won UK open, so we're good. Like that's the only thing we had to make sure. You know, 
Yeah. Comment it on Facebook. We'll hit it next time. There's <laughs> there's always more to talk about. But um, yeah, let's plug it up. Tom, you go for it. Uh, when I'm not here on Triple Drain Podcast, uh, you can find me on Fox City's Pinball on Twitch and YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Perfect. Um, Travis? Yeah, you guys can find me on this podcast, Triple Drain Pinball Podcast, and hopefully next <laughs> yeah. time I will actually have my studio all set up, and then you guys can also find me on no, the Pinball great. Company's YouTube channel. Yeah, this is this is yeah. excellent right here. I mean, yeah. quality backdrop yeah, The beanbag, yeah. That crushes your cactus candy. Where's the dog? Where's CJ? That's what I'm. Yeah, get the dog back. He wandered. Uh, Need more CJ in this. Definitely check out check out Fox City's YouTube. Tom has a lot of really good videos there, and then Travis is putting out more and more content on the Pinball Company uh, with tutorial videos. And I know you had a really good video on like how to win your Venom, um, which we have to update because there's a new. Which is just completely nerfed. Like completely nerfed now. So new. Yeah. How to win your Venom launch party, which is really good. But no, it's really cool stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm Joel. I do the, the, the flipping out stream every Wednesday from 10 to midnight. Check that out. Obviously check out this podcast. Um, but we're trying to do more stuff on the flipping out YouTube channel as well, um, with content, which is fun. And I have to say a huge thank you to everybody that came up to us at the show. I know all three of us had different people saying they were fans of the show. Um, kind of an unreal moment for me, which was hilarious was, um, Dwight, Dwight did this, uh, seminar, um, and it was this, uh, it was, let's make a deal. And I went in there and I actually was talking to Keith Elwin beforehand. I sit down, Keith Elwin sits down next to me. We're talking. This guy walks up and he looks at both of us and he goes, uh, I just, I just want to say I'm a huge fan of both of what you guys do. I love your content. Keith, uh, Jurassic Park is a forever pin for me. Uh, thank you. Thanks for what you guys do. And like walked away. And I'm like, how in the world did I just get involved in that you know like <laughs> you can absolutely in that situation skip over me and go to keith and thank him for what he's done so it's just stuff like that which is really neat i'm glad that the content that we're making is enjoyed and appreciated uh it's nowhere near on the level of designing a you know one of the best pinball machines ever made like keith owen but um i'm happy i'm happy that people that people like it um so thank you thank you for everybody that that yeah, you, you hear that, listeners? And, boost Joel's ego every chance you get. Not, <laughs> no, I just feel like that was a situation where you can you can ignore me entirely. Like it's, that's that is what, totally. what you're trying to say is, is it is very humbling when people. It's incredibly come up to us. humbling. And we we definitely yes. appreciate it, and we're all yeah. willing to talk pinball with yes. everybody here. We don't take anybody out there for granted at all. Yeah. Or people like families, like, um, you know, I talked to, um, there was a, a woman there that was wearing a triple drain shirt and, you know, she's like, I love the podcast. You're my favorite podcast. My son watches your streams, you know, and it's just like, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy what that is. And my brother came on the Saturday and for, this was his first like pinball experience outside of my basement pretty much. And he loved it. I mean, everybody was new, like was kind to him and, and wanted, you know, the fact that he could have these conversations, uh, with fans or with people in the industry, like he really walked away with a big old smile on his face, which was really neat. So, um, thank you for I, everybody that, that it made a really fun experience of really you fun. Did just experience. Remind, you did just remind me, Joel, and hopefully they're mm. still listening out here. I didn't catch their name, but you know, I was wearing my Elgato, no signal hoodie. Yeah. Hoodie, right? Yeah. Somebody overheard me talking and they said you sound just like that guy from that podcast <laughs> and i'm like do i yeah that, that's uh, cool well yeah it, i didn't even say like you didn't yep, say you were that's, nope, so if you're listening that's great because they never watched yeah. the youtube at all that's so. awesome 
That's there you awesome. Go. <laughs> well, to that guy, he tricked you. You were talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. me the whole time. It was me the whole time. Yeah. Travis is a douche. That's what he should have said. He's like, man, I really like that tall guy. I just wish, I wish Travis uh, would shut up a little he bit. He probably you know? said something good about you, Joel. And I was just like, mm. okay, yeah, we're done with this interaction. We're done now. with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's cool. Well, I think that's that. Uh, episode 44. We can, we can check that box. We've been checking boxes left and right. But um, hey, obviously, leave a comment if you're watching the YouTube video. If we missed anything or um hit us up on Even facebook if you just want to leave an emote in the uh, comments you know that's fair yeah yeah, yeah. just put that's fair in the yeah. put that's fair section. put a dog emote because cj's probably the best thing that's ever yeah, been on camera on this <laughs> on this stream hey but uh, my camera stayed up this whole your your camera time. you did it you so did it so for chad w out there that said take a shot <laughs> every time the camera goes off yeah. all of our listeners nope. are sober right now that uh, that works. Yep. All right. Well, all like always, uh, Tom, you get the last words. Thanks, everybody. Bye.